Welcome to iProtest. It's Donald Jeffries here with you. I, I do miss Tom Petty's original version of that, but I'm, I'm getting to like that as well. It's such a great song. Uh, very special show for you guys today. You know, I have uh, so many people that help me, but uh, three people above all else have, have, especially for Hidden History 3, which I pretty much completed now. I just have to polish it up, um, have really done yeoman's work, and they just do this voluntarily. Uh, and I, one of the three, Bob Wilson, has uh, dubbed them the Three Searchers, and I think that's a great name for him. So my guest today are the Three Searchers, the aforementioned Bob Wilson, Chris Graves, oh, and Peter Seacott. So, so they are all here, and uh, again, I couldn't be happier than to talk to these guys. Now, the, the chat room is probably going to be a little more boring without Chris in there, but uh, great to have you guys on board. <laughs> Thank you for being with well, on. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you. Thanks, Don. You're all good. Wonderful. Bob, you're there too, right? Can you hear me? Is my mic on? We, yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we, right. awesome. we can hear you. I'm still trying. I'm still bringing, trying to bring the chat rope to see that I can't do it. But uh, hey, it is what it is. But anyhow, so let's let's uh, you know, Bob Wilson is uh, is a veteran of uh, talk shows. He uh, has hosted several Beatles shows, and he's now on the Ocelli Network with me, hosting his own show. And uh, I'm looking through you, and uh, so he has he has experience. Uh, but Peter Tsikash and Chris Graves, this is something new for them. And so how do you know? Want you guys just to feel at home and relax. And I guess let's start with uh, Chris. Let's first start with you again. And I I just can't thank you enough for all the stuff you sent me i mean it's amazing it's, it's you're, you're you're just sending us a barrage of information and of course i you sent some of it multiple times because i can't find it and you said i already said you know so it's uh it, it's you're doing this incredible amount of work i've said a lot of gems uh sections on the book especially on sandy hook and boston bombing and uh a lot of 9-11 stuff too well we'll be doing large parts of the great amount of uh information you've on earth so to tell you know let's let's talk about each of you you know you guys are obviously younger than me but chris what got you started uh, down these wayward paths i asked that of everybody i i've explained I, from the time i was a teenager i'm obsessed with the jfk assassination i've pretty much been like this my entire adult life you know just a, a political radical on the outskirts of polite society what, what how did you get started down this, this into the into the uh Yep, well, uh, I'll have to say when I was a kid, I was interested in uh, you know, UFOs and the paranormal and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually saw one of those black triangles that they talked about for a long time. Uh, whether or not it was alien or not, I, I have no idea, but it was very weird and very silent and just moved really slowly. That always stuck with me. So 
And then I had, uh, my mother actually told me about uh, a saucer story that the whole family saw back in the 60s. And I don't think all of them would be making it up. So I kind of, I, I took, took a word for that. So I started getting into um, oh, that subject a lot with UFO, especially with the movie Fire in the Sky had come out too around that time. So uh, that aside, I would say the Kurt Cobain murder, and I do say murder, um, and later on Columbine, which I don't feel like m many people have really looked into in depth. And there's a lot there. And then my baby, kind of like JFK is for you, I have to say would be 9-11 because mm -hmm. I went over 9-11 from the day it happened and just saw all the different weird things and was, you know, horrified and fascinated, not fascinated, horrified and I don't know what the right word would be, nervous, sorry. Um, but yeah, no, just so many inconsistencies and, you know, just how our world actually works uh, just opened my eyes. But, uh, yeah, no, I've been pretty much full full throttle since probably 2001, September 11, 2001. And like I said, the Kirk Cobain thing just prior to that, too, because uh, I'm a huge, huge grunge fan. And uh, there's a lot there as well. So uh, cool. I'll let someone else take over. Oh, so, Peter, how about, what, what's your story? How did you come to uh, join this, this ill-begotten uh, world? <laughs> Um, it's, it, it's a long story, but, uh, probably my, my pops first off, like I remember when I was, uh, when I was a kid, my dad was always saying stuff like, oh yeah, you know, you know, that guy Saddam, we, we basically armed him. Just, he'd say little stuff like that. And I remember, I remember him being like cool. completely enraged when, uh, when Waco happened and he was telling me about that. And, um, I didn't really get into like conspiracy stuff, but I had always been into, um, you know, like X-Files, for example. That was probably a huge influence on me, kind of moving in that direction. But I was I was always reading stuff that was always kind of uh, more on the far left, like Howard Zinn, reading lots of that. Um, and then, you know, September 11th happened. Um, I, like most people, kind of bought the original narrative when that first happened. Um, and then, you know, every once in a while, friends would come up to me and say, Hey, you know, that's not what happened. You know, it was, it was this, this other thing over here. This is what really went on. Um, I started getting into reading Jim Mars and reading all his books, you know, his, his books on aliens, uh, rule by secrecy, his nine 11 book. Um, and from that, I started, you know, li listening to like Infowars, Alex Jones. And from there, I, listened to nightly news and there was Donald Jeffries on there talking about his book. <laughs> and the rest is, the rest is history or hidden history. Rest right? is history. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, I've always been kind of a, kind of a history fiend though. Sorry. Yeah, well you definitely, and you, you know, you, it shows you, you do some great research and you find gems that, you know, I, I know history pretty well, but you find you found a lot of stuff that uh, is new to me. Peter knows uh, Bob Wilson. It was a, a great for <laughs> all you guys. Are. Yeah, I, I, I communicate with you guys, you know, regularly. But Bob Wilson, I've, I've been talking on the phone a lot, and uh, you know, we have, we have a uh, a real close uh, friendship, even though we have not ever met. So, uh, Bob's always a pleasure. I've been on the air with you many times. So, uh, what's your story for the audience? Uh, obviously, you were mainly a JFK guy, but what uh, what got you interested in that? What got me interested in JFK? Well, Don. Uh, let's see. 
Gee, my grandfather came. He was Swedish. He came down in his Swedish accent one day and started saying how he thought JFK was killed by a conspiracy. And I was intrigued as he was an honest and intelligent Swede. And, and uh, you know, I heard that the JFK movie was coming out. I, I dabbled looking here and there. But when that came out, I tried to do the background research and see if the allegations that Oliver Stone made held water. So I thought this would be a short endeavor, but I've been doing it ever since. And then I got a phone call one night. I was sitting up enjoying a libation. <laughs> and my phone <laughs> rang. And who was it? But John Barber, who'd granted me about 10 interviews. And I'm like, wow. John Barber's calling me. It must be a dull night. And then for him, not yeah. me. I was usually a dull night for me. So I said, he said, Bob, you got to have this guy on your show. And he was dying for me to say no. We can't thank it. But he's the best. And I said, anybody you recommend yes. is on. He's like, Bob, this guy's good. I'm like, I said, yes, John, just who is it? He said, Donald Jeffries, this guy's got it all. You have to have him on your show. And you've been stuck with me ever since. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, John Barber is like me. You know, we're like two of the back in the old days of uh, the old, old days of America. We were like the girls that couldn't say no. You know, We never say no. <laughs> We're always That's how everybody I think of you and John Barber is the girls who never <laughs> say <laughs> anybody can have us. You want us on your show? No problem. You know, you're you're a kid. This is your first podcast. Be happy to be there. No problem. Yes. At all. So, and that's uh, just the way I look at it. I'm happy. Anybody wants to talk to me, I'm I'm thrilled by it. You know, and, and somewhat amazed, actually. But uh, so let's talk a little bit about this the, the for Hidden Entry Three. Um those who don't know, I mean, hopefully it'll be. I, I contacted Skyhorse about it today. Shockingly, I haven't heard back. Oh, wow. It's far for the courts. But, you know, a lot of times they take a while. Sometimes they don't answer, you know, even after three books, it's just, you know, you have to keep pinging them. And uh, so it's a subtitle that I have so far is uh, Hidden History 3 uh, More, uh, what is it? More, uh, more from yeah, the American America Memory Hall. Yes. Yeah, more from the American Memory Hall. So. Hopefully that'll be, and it's got a lot of stuff. And I, I realized when I was going through it that uh, it doesn't have as much, many different subjects as the other two books have, but it's really got a lot on, uh, probably more than the first book on JFK and uh, a lot more than the first book had on 9-11. So those are, those are the two subjects that comprise most of it. And then there's a lot of you know, stuff uh, also for the, the founding fathers, more on Jefferson versus Hamilton and more stuff on the link. Thanks to Peter who, What's any me Lincoln stuff and Brant stuff? So I've got a, a section on that now. As if I didn't rake Lincoln over the coals enough and crimes and cover ups. Uh, he's, Can you, yeah, he's, 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 he's in. Yeah, he's in for another, uh, <laughs> another, another drugging. <laughs> That's right, in this book. So, um, so yeah, exactly. So, Chris, did you tell us, first of all, like, what, so what have you, what do you, I mean, you, I think most of what I've got. You that I'm using the book again, a lot of Sandy Hook, a lot of 9 11, Austin bombing, Gabby Giffords. I think when I was writing that section, uh, Batman Aurora shooting. So that's good because I'm gonna have a whole section on Sandy Hook and all that. You know, I'm not afraid to go there. And uh, so somebody has to write about it. So, uh, what tell me, tell me what you're impressed because you're you're as you're getting this information because you're sending me so much stuff. Is yeah. any of it new to you? And what, what are you thinking? Is or do you stop and read it all? Do you you know are you are you kind of distracted by it? Or what 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 were some of the most amazing things do you think that you discovered? Well, uh, I, I do agree that you know 
they they turn the the Sandy Hook thing into such a lightning rod, uh, especially uh, PizzaGate too and things like that. Yes, that it's yes. just weird that you're not allowed to speak of these one or two or three different events. Like you know, it's just weird how other ones it's fine, but these ones no, you're canceled. Yeah. Your your life is threatened. Whatever. So just the fact that they're saying they're so adamant about us not looking into it just kind of makes you want to look into it even more. Um, Maybe not necessarily talk about it openly, but I really don't care myself personally. But Mm -hmm. yeah, no, uh, that one, because I wasn't even really that interested to begin with, with Sandy Hook. Uh, I mean, I thought it was odd, like the Robbie Parker uh, footage that people at my work at the time were pointing out you know, at mm-hmm. their cubicle. And I'm like, that is kind of odd, but never really put much thought into it mm-hmm. after that. And then all of a sudden these videos and everything start disappearing. And I'm a big disappearing footage person. Like that's what draws me in. Like you, I've haunted you ad nauseum about the TWA missile video that I know is out there. Mm-hmm. Columbine, yes, the yes. NATO truck, that was footage of that, that disappeared. The JFK possibly is a pruder film. Others are pruder film, but who knows? It's just, I don't know, fascinating to me, just stuff that they say you're not supposed to know about and it's not supposed to exist, but there's mm-hmm. thousands of people that say otherwise, but no one wants to talk about it. So the Sandy Hook stuff is so weird, and I have, like, overloaded you with all these links, and I my fear is that since you're almost done with Hidden History 3, that the real gems may have got lost in the in the shuffle because I have <laughs> so much that I haven't even been able to categorize. I've been saying it for a long time, and yeah, I'm afraid we're going to miss like maybe some real gems that you know. So I really have to concentrate on on that. But yeah, I know just footage and things like that. Um, you know, all these lawsuits. Like I don't know how I feel about Alex Jones, but I feel like he's being used to censor everybody so yeah whether or not he actually is um being like he's being sued but whether or not he's in on it i don't know i've heard that argument as well like a kind of a setup job but i'm open to pretty much anything so i'm not gonna poo-poo anyone's theory i mean we don't know so to answer your question it there is so much on uh like i said 9 11 i feel like when you were just talking about hidden history three how the first hidden history was kind of like your introduction to these events you're laying out basically the, the facts mm-hmm. i feel like hidden history three and possibly whatever might come down the pike is you going into the juicy stuff that people that no one really knows about because like with that i found so much that got buried with 9-11 like that was that was a big one and then sandy hook kind of like you know whether or not it was real or not that's a fascinating thing too i don't i don't go one way or the other there's enough footage there where you see like four or five suspects being arrested or actually getting away like a whole a purple van took off with guys dressed in nun outfits like the movie the town which also kind of ties into that synchronicity thing uh but they i guess they dropped that aspect like early on and they even said adam lanza was dressed like a minister and that's how he was let into the school and then you got people like you know fetzer that says the building wasn't even open yeah so, a lot of people say yeah. fascinating too and i actually took a ride to Newtown and it is, it does have this weird, cause it was yeah. actually, I had dinner with, with Dawn and uh, the next day I made mm-hmm. my way back to the East coast 
And uh, that town, there's something odd about it, but whether or not it was all fake or whether part of it was or a FEMA drill, I have no idea. But there's evidence to all different sides. So I think that's set up by design. And I will yeah. will rest my case right now. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's what I'm, I'm very careful when I talk about it. I, I, in the book, I, I very much, I clearly say, look, I don't want to be sued. So I'm not saying I know anything. I'm not making any, you know, definitive statements, but I'm just asking yeah. questions. It's all I ever do. But also, I should also credit you with, uh, I have a huge JFK Jr. section, you know, to, to build on the- That's first. another of my babies from you yes. and you yes. specifically. Yes. I didn't know that was an yeah. issue. Well, hidden history. Never even yeah, well, knew. When I, thought I knew everything about like everything, and I didn't. So you know, I, 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 you know, maybe someday somebody in the research community will give me credit for that. But so far, they're ignoring. I do. John Barber. John Barber does, but uh, I wish John <laughs> Barber would talk about that more and other stuff. But we know why he likes to stick to the JFK, and I understand. Yeah, yeah. I would like his opinion on the other stuff too, but. Yeah, we know he was once in a while, but he's, you know, he's, he, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of all over the place, and we love him no matter what. But because so oh, Peter, yeah, yeah absolutely, so, uh, Peter. Now you are have been, uh, you're responsible probably for a lot of the first part of the book, because uh, I'm kind of going in mostly chronological order. So you sent me a lot of stuff, especially from uh, uh, some some from founding era, some Jefferson Hamilton stuff, but uh, a lot of stuff. For Grant and Lincoln, James K. Polk, you know, and then you, uh, uh, you, the Mexican American War. Absolutely, Mexican American, and you, you, you're pretty much built my, uh, my, uh, you know, uh, uh, God, what's that? I can't believe I lost track of myself. You built up my Woodrow Wilson section, and so I've got a nice right. big section on that because of that. And you sent me tons of stuff about the Bolshevik Revolution that I added. Right. And then there's and FDR. I mean, you have tons of it, lots of gems from there. You know, you know, tons of FDR and uh, and Lord McCarthy. Hughes. Yeah, McCarthy, Great Depression, um, New Deal stuff. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, I, uh, I, well, I. Here, the thing is, is that I know that I know you get sent stuff all the time. That's like you know more recent stuff. And I knew Chris was going to be covering like 9/11, JFK Jr., Columbine, that kind of stuff, and. You probably had lots of people sending you JFK stuff, so I figured, okay, what's Don not getting? And so I went Revolutionary War to like 1950s, 1960s. Um, you know, I I focused on you know Polk on uh, we have that that really interesting stuff about John Tyler. Um, yeah, I think I think some Lincoln stuff, and then yeah, I I I really got into McCarthy. I think I probably sent you a lot of McCarthy. Um, and then, yeah, Roosevelt and Wilson, which are, uh, I think I've described this to you before, but when you start looking into, uh, you know, the scandals of like, of Wilson or, or FDR, it's just like, it's like an endless, like just filthy pit. Like you can just go and go and go and, uh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's almost never ending with those two. Um, yeah, it's and it, it's and that I feel just and that's what's so great about you know you three and we'll talk to Bob next but uh, is that you all do kind of send me different stuff and uh, so and it really I, I you know if I had advertised for this you know you I could have done it better because you've really you've made it a lot easier because the book the book has been written a lot faster than probably it would have been if I was doing you know it on my own it's the first yeah I just want to let you know one thing I actually dealt with a couple of other. Um, 
radio host slash research people and they were like kind of they kind of rude you have been nothing but pleasant and treated me with respect and that's that's why i i happily send you the things i do because you're a decent human being and that's hard to come by sorry absolutely absolutely well, I appreciate that, but I, I don't know how I can and not be nice. I mean, you guys you help me out. You, you, you guys are working really hard. <laughs> you guys, you have helped me out in in other ways too, and it's you're just a great, a good person. So I'm happy to do it. Well, I, that's very nice to hear, Bob. I, I don't want obviously, what, and Bob Wilson has been uh, not surprisingly because of JFK, but he's he's he did a lot really to bolster my JFK section because uh, he looked into you know a couple of these guys, especially uh, Jack Martin who. Really, I never thought that much. And we think of Jack Martin as a guy that, uh, you know, was played by uh, Jack Lemon and uh, Oliver Stone's JFK, was pistol with by Ed Asner's character, Guy Banisher. And uh, right. really, I always kind of thought of him as an afterthought. You know, I didn't think of it, but, but Bob has unearthed a lot of great stuff and it'll be in the book. Bob, you want to talk a little bit about that and what other kind of JFK stuff that we, uh, we uh, collaborated on? Sure, Don. <laughs> It's, I can't help but laugh. It's funny to see the three of you on the screen in my blurb there and stuff, but it's fun being <laughs> Jack Martin. You're, you're, you're the best looking one here. Right? <laughs> I like an air of mystery. I like an air of mystery. But Jack yeah. Martin, his real name was Edward Suggs, and people were saying they didn't know when he was actually born, like they speculated on the year. It was actually, we found his birth certificate, and uh, he was born actually in 1920 as Edward Suggs. He'd been in the military. Interestingly, I think he had applied to uh, be an intelligence officer for the LAPD. They said that they um, didn't accept him, but it seems a bit strange that he did that to me. Uh, more strange was on November 22nd, we know like from the JFK movie in the great scene with Edward Asner as Guy Bannister and Jack Lemon, as Don had mentioned, as uh, Jack Martin that Bannister pistol whipped him. And I always kind of wondered, you know, how did it get to this level? Why would, mm -hmm. if these guys are friends, what set him off? And then perhaps we might have found an answer. In a Treasury Department document, there was an agent, John W. Rice, and he was called in uh, by Lillian A. Ryan of the Dallas office. And before Oswald was charged with the crime, I believe before he was arrested in the Texas theater, they were looking as, at a Jack Martin for a possible shooter. So people might say, well, you know, there's all these different Jack Martin's a common name. Yes. But uh, they, wow. sent, they, they sent Agent Rice down to uh, Galdona, Louisiana, and also down to New Orleans to find out what was going on. So we know Jack Martin had been down in New Orleans. So what was he looking into? And that, you know, here here we're making a leap of, of logic. But, you know, I'm always saying to myself, what would suddenly, you know, he had never beaten Martin before. And he whipped him with a mag, you know, pistol whipped him with a magnum. And he had to go to charity hospital, I believe the name of the hospital was. But if he was named as a shooter, perhaps if, you know, they couldn't have said Oswald was a lone nut and there had to be another shooter, perhaps Jack Martin would have also been picked up and he was linked to, you know, Oswald and he could have maybe been set up. And then perhaps that night, you know, Jack Martin was the one who went to, uh, I think it was district assistant district attorney Cohn. And he said that Ferry might have been, uh, you know, not might have been, he accused him of being a getaway pilot. And of course, the FBI said, well, his plane wasn't flyworthy. But uh, looking into that, they discovered it, it indeed was, or he could have used another, you know, a different plane.
But in any event, um, he pistol whipped him. And I'm just wondering, and Don could, you know, fill us in what he thinks on this one was that perhaps Jack Martin realized he had almost been set up. And he was saying to Guy Bannister, if you guys talk about me and mention my name, Mm -hmm. you guys are going to go down. And he did indeed, you know, give Ferry up. And then to me, that makes sense why, you know, uh, Guy Bannister would have been mad enough to pistol whip him. What do you say, Don? Yeah, well, you're you're the first one that maybe uh, <clears throat> you know. Again, I've been studying this a long time, but you know, you learn something new all the time. And uh, I had never thought much about Jack Martin, but yeah, you're right. Uh, I didn't think too much about. Yeah, why did he piss the whip? Seems like an extreme reaction. And what what was it in reference for? But and uh, yeah, we 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 discovered, you know, thanks to you, that uh, it does look as if Fairy's name was mentioned in this case the first time because of Martin. And Martin just basically pointed the finger at him once he had been, you know, apparently accused of being a shooter. Like maybe they were going to go after this guy. But the most, it, it, the further you look into this, Martin, I, I don't want to, of course, here I am, maybe great publicist for my book, where I'm pretty much giving away everything in the book. <laughs> but uh, I, but there, there's uh, what we found also is that, uh, and, you know, uh, Bob can elaborate on this, but uh, Martin, you know, he's a fairly, he's a significant enough historical figure. It reminds me of some of the, the old movie stars that I found that we couldn't find out, you know, did they die or anything? Usually, you know those things, but we can't find out like when Martin died, which is, I mean, couldn't he'd be over a hundred if he was alive? I think he's dead, but you know, what elaborate on that, Bob? That's, he's a very mysterious character, you know, with different names and everything. And you know, usually everybody else in this case, you know, when they died, we don't know that about Jack Martin. Well, what's very interesting is I had access to some databases for a time. So obviously I started looking up Jack Martin and, and Don would have, you know, I printed out his birth certificate and such. So we knew that he was born in 1920, I believe July 4th. It might've been a different day of the month, but it was July, I believe 1920. So, um, you know, as we, as we began looking into Martin, he had a background that's in the book that we won't give some of this away. I had, I had been using the databases and I was looking up, um, you know, newspapers and seeing what might be in the newspapers about him. So without giving too much away, Jack Martin had indeed been an informant in some cases and, you know, accused of uh, plotting to blow up a sheriff. We'll leave it at that and the rest of the stories in the book. And also his grandfather died a very mysterious death, which we won't give too much of this part away, you know, but uh, he, he was an informant, let's just say on Bonnie and Clyde. And that mm-hmm. had been, he died a very strange death, but more of that in the book. But I, I just go back to November 22nd and I started looking in and, and as Don had said, um, well, you know, like, you know, who was this guy? What did he do? Every time I tried looking him up, I would find anything on his wife. What? She was always called Mrs. Jack Martin. I could never mm-hmm. get a first name. And of course, a first name would help me immensely to look in like a genealogy website. And then they said the House Select Committee interviewed her or they had spoken to her. And as I looked through the House Select Committee records, I couldn't find much on her. Um, I couldn't find anything that she had told them for, you know, which is what we want. And then for Jack Martin himself, um, I looked, you know, I, I went to professionals, you know, who only do genealogy that I'm friends with. And uh, I asked them to look him up and a professional genealogist who really knows her stuff backwards and forwards you know, said to me, Bob, who is this guy? I can't find anything on him. Like I didn't tell her it was a JFK witness. I just mm-hmm. said the name, you know, I gave her Suggs and I gave her Martin and I didn't tell her it was JFK after she found out she wanted to hit me in the head with a bowling pin, you know? 
But uh, <laughs> when I told her what it was linked to later, but she, her honest opinion straight up, not knowing it was linked to JFK was I'm paraphrasing. Is this guy a ghost? So what did you think of that, Don? Yeah, well, that, that was, it was incredible wow. before I go, but I, I want to say, cause I can't, unfortunately I can't figure out how when Tony comes back, maybe you can help me, but when I go over to Rockfin, sometimes I can find the chat room. It's, the chat room didn't come up for me there at all. So those of the chat room, I'm not ignoring you. I just can't. And Tony had let me know faded reality, left a tip. So thank you very much, Fader. Thank you anybody that tips me. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Fader Reality. And I see Kat Goya, our friend is here. Thanks for being a, uh, he says, hello, boys. Hello, Kat. Kat, I know you're, I can always count on your support as well. So, uh, hey, Kat. yeah, yep, that's, yeah, that's, you know, Peter, I know. Uh, yeah, I was fascinated by that. And, uh, you know, I, I really think you, you, you were onto something with Jack Martin. I'm not sure what it is, but Nobody else has looked into that. That's why I, I you know, there's, uh, he wasn't the only one there. And I, I'm probably losing. I, I remember Jim Hicks. We looked into a lot. And uh, so talk about the Hicks thing. Cause you know, if you, if you, if you're familiar with JFK and uh, I think uh, Chris sent me some stuff on Hicks too. Well, we looked, and, but um, yeah. it, you know, Bob was really, you know, hot on his trail. But you talk about him cause he's a fascinating character. And again, you can't, you know, kind of, you can't, it's hard to find stuff out about him. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, I had looked, uh, you know, Don and I would be talking and discussing this stuff. And, and Hicks was bothering me. So I was like, well, what happened to him? So I went back into the garrison, you know, trial transcripts and also the uh, the grand jury transcripts scripts regarding Clay Shaw. So by the time Hicks, you know, the trial had happened, Garrison hadn't used Hicks. And they said that he'd been institutionalized. I couldn't find out the exact length of time. Some people said. It went for quite a length of time, and then other people said it wasn't for that long. But in any event, it kept him out of the trial. So it didn't appear that Garrison found him a skunked witness. It was a witness he couldn't get because he went back home from Dallas to Oklahoma, I believe, off the top of my head. Forgive me, but I believe it was yes. Oklahoma. Where was it? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Thank you. So he went back, and when he was there, he was arrested and put in a mental institution. And after the assassination, he had gone from – I believe a bus driver to getting a job as a civilian. And he had served in the service before this, you know, it seemed like a regular career. There was nothing that made it outstanding, but who knows what, you know, happened during that time. But um, he perhaps had something to do with intelligence is what I'm trying to, you know, just imply. But in any event, he went back to Oklahoma. He was put in a mental institution. And then the rumors were that he had died and was murdered. Well, when you're murdered, you die. Yes, but it's great. Bob. <laughs> but anyway, I get back to my point. Was that when did he die? How was he killed? So Don's going to have the name of the uh, murderer in the book and that he did die uh, right after he got out of an asylum. And it's a strange death in that he was murdered and uh, trying to find more about it. As I looked up articles in the time, all the articles would just, again, like, you know, very anti possible conspiracy mocking, you know, that he was linked to this after the guy had just been murdered. So Jim Hicks, again, Every time we look into something in JFK, except for some of the ballistics evidence, which I think, you, you know, the doctors say the back of the head was blown out in Parkland. That seems pretty straight up, regardless of how they try to spin it. But these people like Jack Martin and Jim Hicks and, you know, they're question marks. But, you know, you guys are good researchers. And I hope uh, if you have time, they said Jack Martin had a son and he had a brother with the same name as he had. So a second Jack Martin, which is strange because his real name was Edward Suggs. So how did a brother end wow. up with 
being called Jack Martin. I believe that's reliable from what I looked up. And also that he had a son who I've been able to find even in genealogy basis, absolutely nothing. I think I sort of got him pinned down in New yeah. Jersey for a while, but maybe you guys can pick up where I lost the scent and, and possibly, you know, his son has been in hot, basically not, not speaking, but even with the JFK movie yeah. coming out back when, but I'd love to hear what he had to say. So, you know, if he'd be willing to talk, if you guys could help find out where he is. I'll find him. Um, wow. Well, yeah, Chris, Chris will be on him, but, but I mean, he, and Hicks, and the important thing here is that, you know, Hicks, we found, a, you know, this is from a while back. This isn't a new, this is, again, Hicks died, I think, in the 80s. And uh, so this is a, an older entry in the JFK body count. And, uh, you know, no one, have, no one has ever counted him as that at all. And uh, so it, hopefully we'll have a lot more sense. Again, it's thanks to you guys. And all three of you have sent me uh, contact information for so many of these people. And as you know, I, I, I've talked to Chris about it a lot, especially that uh, probably 90 plus percent of these people don't answer the phone. I mean, well, they're, 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 the line has been disconnected. You call it, and which is suspicious in and of itself. I think probably if you took a random group of people on the white pages or 401.com and you called the number, I don't think 90 plus percent of them would be have been disconnected. I don't blame them either, to be honest. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's the thing. They don't, nobody wants to talk. And so I kind of understand, like one of the, one of the people that I, uh, amazingly enough, got through to was Timothy McVeigh's father. And, right. uh, and again, and again, I think Chris sent me, I think most of the stuff on Oklahoma City. Again, I've got a pretty big section of that now too. But um, I was pretty amazed he answered, but he, you know, he, He'd, he'd want to talk. It's just, I, I, you know, he just, and I've tried to say, well, you know, look, I think you're, I think you're telling him it's framed. I'm on his, you know, I've tried to. You're on his but, side. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm on his side, but then I don't think they care. And that's it. Now I did, uh, by the way, kind of breaking news. I did hear from, uh, uh, cause Chris had asked me about this. I got all the information from Martin Luther King's kids. I did hear from the secretary or the assistant to Martin Luther King III today. And uh, so wow. maybe it's a possibility, but again, Okay. She she wants me to you know send her all the information on our radio show and she wants to like send like listener numbers and stuff which I have no idea I'm sure they're I, press packet yeah there's there's there I can't because I, as Jeff Rents tells me and I know I know Jeff Rents has a huge uh, network but he said I, I have no idea what the numbers are he said because it's internet based now you really can't find accurate numbers so I have no idea so I'm not I'm not sure how I'm gonna tell her but she'll probably just look at it and look at the cover you know, the, uh, the titles of my books and probably I won't have a chance with them, but at least, you know, it's, but, you, know you, got that, you have the fact that they, the family was interested in, in, yeah, you know, I hope murders, so. that might be on your side. So right. I, I hope so. Cause I, cause I, yeah. I buttered her, I buttered him up through her and I said, you know, I just, I'm great at Marcus. I am. I, I, the King family stands alone of yeah. any of these families that I know of that really questioned this. And, Coretta Scott John, King was John and Bobby Jr. I mean, yeah, you're right. Yeah, except for them, and they were they were belated. Well, JFK Jr. was doing it in the shadows. No, he, he was. Yeah. Right. And, uh, Ar Ar uh, outside of his, you know, his friends knew, but and RFK Jr. didn't come till until late. And uh, of course, you know, his family, he's ostracized from his family now. But uh, the King family was there. Coretta Scott King was pretty old when she traveled, you know, to another state to testify for James Earl Ray for him to get a new trial. They believe that. And that's, right. that's you know, I got, I, yeah, I got to give them credit. Their, their profiles encourage, you know, because you just think of any other family involved in this. Gary Webb, Seth, Seth Rich's family will sue you 
if you try to <laughs> find out who killed their son. I mean, they yeah, literally right. both, they will sue right. you. And uh, the Just Kennedy scared. family. Yeah. yeah. So, so hopefully, I, would, I hope I can talk because I, I mean, I'm still a huge admirer. But the Jim, the Jim Hicks thing, though, I was fascinated because yeah. I, I do remember coming across something about how he actually had a detail about, and this, I think it would maybe might have been speculation on his part, but if he was involved, and obviously he would know something about a possible other team of patsies and shooters at the trademark, mm -hmm. and I know that's been a rumor mm -hmm. for a while, but I did find something connected, connecting him believing that as well but i don't know you know well, he's you an odd over, i'd love to read it yeah i gotta yeah oh uh, yeah, bob was Nixon. well he's very and he's one of those you know for somebody like you know, I mean, i've been you know obsessed with the jfk assassination on and off since i was a teenager and uh, that's what you know made the uh, work as a volunteer with mark lane but uh you know uh, this minutia still attracts me and i, I know that it's not going to draw that many readers in to know the real, you know, real history of Jim Hicks, you know, but uh, you can try to stress all this. The guy was photographed with a radio, a walkie-talkie sticking out of his pocket, claimed to be the radio man there. Uh, he was, you know, he told Garrison this stuff, and then he was beaten up by a bunch of guys uh, in his hotel room. He was thrown out of the window, right? He was thrown out the window. Yeah, thrown out of, thrown out of wow. window. And mysteriously kind of... I'm sorry. Uh, thrown through a plate yeah. glass door yeah. the night before. It had nothing to do with it. the grand jury. <laughs> yeah. No. Wow. No. no and, and but he and he himself said it had nothing to do with. It. It's like what? And they just I mean, like, and we. He had, was like, yeah, it had nothing to do with uh, what we're talking about right now. It's like okay. No, and well, we. I sure. even had you know. Certain... I'm ahead. sorry. I talked with the four of us. I'm trying to shut my mouth, but I'm failing miserably. But I just wanted to no, add go that. For it. Uh, that Hicks, um, it did, you know, it seemed like what um, Chris was saying that, you know, he was saying it was benign and stuff, but all the quotes didn't match up to that. He didn't always say it was benign. And nope. he did, as Don had said, said he was a radio yeah. coordinator, you know, for the assassination. And his picture is in the Warren Commission volume. I've seen it. Yep. And he was right by the car. So they try to kill it on nuance. Right, Chris? Like they'll say, yeah, well, he wasn't on the West Coast. They'll say, they'll say he's the dark complected man with the umbrella man. They'll try to kind of right. blur the line. And, so he, he, and, the black, and he had a radio as well. There's photos of that, too. And they try to say it's not and then a radio. What is it? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and and then you have the unbelievable, unbelievable uh, coincidence of there being a Hicks that worked in the Tech School Book Depository that was a very close witness to the assassination, who has also disappeared down the memory hole, and who we thought at first was married to our Jim Hicks, but it's with right. the help of a librarian that I got, to, I think in Oklahoma through Bob uh, Wilson, who did some work for me as well, and uh, it, it looks like that was a different Jim Hicks. So, did, but you did, know, one of the eyes there's. Yeah, I mean, just kind of like with a uh, Billy Love lady looking exactly like Oswald. Like, yeah, I, how about I mean, that? Events, they always have some other people that kind of resemble, kind of like a fallback thing. And I came across something that might show that Billy Love lady was murdered too in the late seventies, just based oh, on. Oh, did his, you send? Did you did you send me I, that? I, and I, I got lost the show. Yes, but I, I found to, other. Send it to yeah, yeah. Send it to me again because I, I I yeah I, I do want to. God, I, this book is never going to end because I'm, I'm going to keep. That's what I'm afraid of. How many pages are you at now, Don? And I find another thing, and then I'm like, "Oh, that's even more important." I'm like, yeah. "Oh, guys, you see this and the OCD." Well, like, like, oh. and and 
less I just, I'm less I decide to add. I'm sorry. I'll Karan. You can just while I have Chris and Petey there too. You know, he's great at digging this stuff up. The lady on the side of the road is. I think it wasn't Karen, K-A-R-E-N, but it was like Quran, and it was a di- not like the Quran, but yeah. it was a different right. spelling of Karen yeah. I'd never seen. Then her, she worked in the depository for a publisher, a book publisher, and then the strange thing is they say Jim Hicks's wife was there also. So in other words, this yeah. Quran Hicks was near strange. Jim Hicks. Meanwhile, he said his wife was in Dealey Plaza as well. So it's kind of then when you dig into it, and I looked in some of the threads where these guys look into everything and they do a pretty good job, but they had thought that Karan Hicks was Jim Hicks's wife when it was another Mrs. Right. Hicks. So it get, it's yeah. like with Jack Martin, like, bam. Who yeah, wasn't there? Martin's. Who wasn't in Dealey Plaza? Yeah. I mean, boys. Yeah. 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 George W. Exactly. Some people say like, Obama probably somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, that's, and that's what makes it, well, you know, I, especially when I keep getting information, I might, because Hidden History 4, which, you know, I basically have a tiny History bit of that on there. Hidden History 4. The Hidden end. History 4. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the but, uh, four, like the quote. Well, yeah, that's going to be the uh, the stuff since 2006. Say since Trump started running, 2015, I guess. Yeah. Uh, wow. So we'll have all, all that. So all the modern stuff. But, you know, I could also, you know, if I keep getting this JFK and stuff and whatever, I could, you know, you have some more. Gun, There's a lot there yeah, that a lot of people don't just know. Add some more stuff, especially if yeah. I end up talking to some of these people, like if I can ever get Rachel Oswald on the record, things like that, you know, that uh, oh. I hope to people that I've been able to uh, communicate with. But yeah, you know, this is so it's, it's uh, the Trump's boring. In my opinion, Trump's boring. You got a lot no. of other people. Well, yeah, because Trump and that's what, <laughs> they may not buy the book to see his face on the cover. Or in yeah. you know, well, I, 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 well, that's 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 the thing. I I thought there was a book in Trump, and there's there's an audience. The problem is there's right a, on cue. You know, Trump, 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 right on yeah. cue. There's and that's Tony Artiburn. He's not, I see he's he's out running his business, but he's not there. But that Tony Artiburn's great title, right on cue for that. So, uh, but the thing about it is, I just I, I'm with you. I, I'm not. I'm a Trump agnostic. I mean, we're the smallest minority group in the country. Uh, I'm just yeah. not that interested. You know, either way. And so, yeah, I just, I just don't. I just not that moved either way by him. So I, I don't know. There is a lot of stuff there, but it's mostly related to like, uh, and the stuff his enemies were doing and all that, and you know, this various conspiracy stuff. So that I'll have a lot of that in there, but then I'll have you know just there's so many other a lot about the January a lot of weird yep a lot of stuff a lot of stuff with that you know in, in the political prisoners and how because I want to yep. draw a lot of and I'm talking about that a lot is how you know this is analogous to uh, what we saw and Peter certainly knows he sent me a lot about that what we saw with Lincoln I mean Lincoln uh, basically oh, yeah. what, they've done, what they've done with the January six prisoners is basically what Lincoln did it's just yeah. that uh, the they have right? Yeah, 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 they, yeah, and they didn't suspend the writ of habeas corpus like he did, but effectively they have because yeah. they've been—they've not had constitutional rights. They've been held for over a year uh, without uh, without uh, any charges in most cases, without bail in most cases. Be, some, some were beaten, beaten too. Some were beaten in in in, uh, in, in solitary right. confinement for for what are at the most, if they're crimes at all. I don't think they're even crimes. Are misdemeanors. Tambourine. So the. Yeah, so the the idea is to be treated like this, and nobody, and I mean nobody. This is where the left that Mark Lane, with the left that I gravitated to as a as a kid, 
this is where they would be going nuts. If the ACLU was ACLU would still be ACLU, they would be outraged by this, but they don't care anymore. And uh, so it, at some point too, just like they are, and there's there's yeah. no but when, when the closest people outside the conspiracy world that are saying anything about it, Tucker, Tucker Carlson. Nobody on the left saying anything. I, I haven't seen one Democrat that's uttered one word about, hey, you know, maybe this isn't right. But again, back when Lincoln was, uh, because it, I think it's the same fear you had in Lincoln's days, where once you started seeing all your neighbors disappearing into these makeshift prisons, you're probably not going to say anything. You, you, don't, you don't want to be yeah. go there. Like the Sandy Hook stuff. Like people won't, they'll shut their mouth right. because of Alex Jones example. All that, you know. uh, exactly. We don't want to be too. So I think that uh, that's what you're, you're seeing now is that people, and I think that's why the trucker rally, for instance. And, and, and that disappeared too. Disappeared because I think people were scared that unlike Canada, Canada the Canadians were great. I mean, you know, that was that was a wonderful display up there. It didn't change anything. But even that but, uh, disappeared. Like Australia. Yeah. All yeah. Disappears now. So right. Cat yeah. Cat says this is a great discussion. We have to do this once in a month. <laughs> it's, well, yeah, we had the guys. So yeah. we can we can we can discuss things. And you guys obviously are uh, on top of things. So Bob and I talk a lot about um uh, Current events, Jose, so, Bob. Jose Pradermo, <laughs> you guys have great yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we I found a few things too. John Lennon. Yes, yes. I hadn't, I hadn't seen about the. Was it Wacken yep. Hunt? Like uh, that helped. Me I out. came across that. He might. He, him peripherally might have had something to do with JFK Jr. too. So yeah, it's a weird. Jose Pradermo. Yeah. 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 Wow. The I hadn't heard that. Security yeah. company, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you be, how do you go from being, you know, a, a big police, uh, a big wig in pre-Castro Cuba to the doorman at the Dakota Hotel? Yes. <laughs> Let it happen. Well, you know, when he actually stopped working at the Dakota, too, did he immediately yeah. say he was stressed yeah. or something? Because one yeah. of the arresting yeah. officers knew Jose. He said, I knew him for a couple of years. But that doesn't tell us when he exactly was put into place by Wackenhut security. So right. Right. that's another thing. So. Wow, I think you guys are you know you're observing the same things I am. So you know we we all kind of talk about current events when I'm talking to you guys. So Bob has been uh, talking a lot about uh, you know what because we'll we'll just go into current events here. But like one, one thing I'm concerned about is uh, I think it's amazing. And Tucker Carlson covered Lee he covers a lot of this stuff. Uh, and that's hey, the, Las Vegas not only surprised he actually covered Las Vegas and talked about a, yeah, a second scooter. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, it's not only have you had uh, a lot, an incredible number of uh, food you know, storage places that on or went up in flames recently, but two different airplanes crashed into two different food storage places. What the odds of that are? This is recently in this country, so Where? and it kind of it kind of wow. plays into it. Kind of, I mean, that's what are the odds of that? I mean, and, and it combined with the number of fires, uh, this is very serious, especially when they're, you know, they're stressing Biden. Everybody's talking about food shortage, food shortage. Well, I guess there will be if you all burn it all. But what are you talking about? Dark, dark summer now instead. <laughs> Bob, you, you've been talking about that too, right? What, what do you think of that? Well, it's just, it's, it's, you know, that we're up against some kind of a horror show and people say, you know, they always drop that conspiracy theory. Everything's a conspiracy theory. But if you look at the things that are happening, I mean, since COVID came out, I mean, 
I have no proof one way or another, but I mean, COVID came out and then suddenly you needed mail-in ballots. And then there's a huge controversy over the mail-in ballots. And you're not allowed. The thing that bothers me isn't so much one way or another who counted, you know, what ha- who won. But I, but what bothers me more is you're not allowed to discuss it. Yep. And it's like every time right. as you guys yeah. know, you know, as well as are better than me, that you look into these things, everything they're telling you not to question they wind up like with the laptop. It's real Russiagate, you know, 50 intelligence agents telling you yeah. that it's real and nobody has the balls to, call, you know, you guys do. But I mean, in the major media, like you put on the news at night, uh, ABC, NBC, CBS, et cetera, the Fox and these channels, nobody calls this into account. Like, who are these 52 effing people and why did they lie? And it, and it had great repercussions to our country. So if you're on, when I first heard that Trump, you know, might have done something with Russia and Putin. I said, well, if he did it, then he should answer for it. But, you know, and I'm no fan of Biden. And then, uh, you know, I know many people are, so don't hate me right off the bat. But my mind was open. If somebody's guilty, they're guilty. And it's just now it's amoral. There's no law. It's lawlessness. It's just if you can steal the election. I'm not saying they did it. I don't have proof. I'm just saying you're not even allowed to question it. That's what frightens me. You mentioned Tambo. I grew up with the person you referred to in that story. And they're a good person. A mother uh, served in the mm-hmm. police department. I won't mention her name now, but it's in the public eye. But nonetheless, and she said they held the fucking excuse me, held the doors open for her. And <laughs> yeah. She was, oh yeah, I got the video of that. Right. Yeah, well, that's yes. now she has to go to court and defend herself. And someone who served the city of New York through 9/11 and all these different things is an and you're an individual person having to defend yourself. You're going into the coffers for money for a lawyer. So I think it's absolutely disgusting. Yeah, it absolutely is. And you, you, you have had, completely. you have had, you have had the one person that was, uh, uh shockingly enough, uh, the judge and, you know, you are, there are honest judges. There aren't many. I mean, you had the judge, uh, that, uh, said the, uh, mass mandates were, uh, you know, were, uh, not constitutional recently. There are some good ones. They're outnumbered like everything else, but. Were they just giving the judge, uh, 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 giving us one, one for the team, like that type of thing? You got to think of that too sometimes, you know. Well, yeah. I don't know. Well, well, yeah, maybe, but I think it's just that it's kind of they can afford to, and because they're so, they're such little victories. But uh, so yeah. they, and, but yeah, I think it does maybe serve that, that people think, well, they have a chance, you know. But uh, well, this for this guy, it worked out because one of the January 6th defendants, he was the judge dismissed it because the judge said, oh, yeah, the video shows that, yeah, they told you to go inside, they waved you inside, which is what they should say about all of them. Let these the cops are, themselves. Why? No, nobody, these nobody even, even cops, asked. They know that they were cops. Were they possible? I wonder, and I don't know. Were these guys intelligence agents, or were they? They schools? had to have been. One guy with the the, the well, Camp Washwitz guy had a satellite phone. Give me a break. Well, if, and and if, 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 but no trial. Jesus, that's no what trial. America was based upon. The yeah. fact that you get a trial, even if you can't afford a good lawyer and the deck, deck right. is stacked against you, right. at least you get your day in court. Supposed that's to. what America is supposed right. to be. How do you just put these people away when they've lied about all these other things? Exactly. You know, it's, the right. Russia Gate's a lie. The laptop is a lie. When Again, when Trump was accused, I said if he did it, then throw away the key. And then he didn't. But no one, not many. He hasn't seen any charges at all. And then right. on the left are saying, you know, if this is wrong, because we should have a free and open society and we should have elections and we should. Ha- and everybody gets their day in court, even if I don't like you. I could be wrong in my beliefs. If I'm wrong in my beliefs, 
I want to be questioned. I need the other people and their opinion and their participation. We're supposed to live together. And it's absolutely become a joke. The more, quote, diversity we get, the, the more fascism seems to be coming in that's going to affect both sides. If you're not a rich person, these people are not going to embrace you if this gets even uglier, if the country goes under harsher times, if food is not there, if there is no work. They're not going to let you in because you voted on their side. You're going to, we're all going to be together. Yeah. Let's let Peter talk. Yeah, <laughs> what would you like me to talk about? You just oh, whatever. Yeah, you look like you, you look, yeah, you look like you were going to say something. Yeah, what, do you, what do you think about what we've been talking about? Oh, I'm in complete agreement with you on that. I think it's, I think it's a disgrace. Just there's, there's been no trial for most of these people. Like, yeah, it's it's unbelievable. It it is it is a lot like Lincoln, like you were saying. Um, one of the one of the things that I I found in my research was that a lot of these a lot of these wars, for example, like there there was instance after instance of just throwing you know throwing these you know people who were uh, peaceful protesters into into prisons, you know, just for for like right. opposing the wars. Um, you know, like uh, I think, who was it? Woodrow Wilson. There was there was a thing where they had uh, they had taken these guys to like military bases, hung them by their their wrists, and like uh, like flooded their faces with with water until they couldn't until they like passed out, let them go, and then hung them upside <laughs> down and did the same thing and like like beat them about the body with with you know with fists or whatever. But it's it's all the it's all the same old shit. Which it's excuse me. Yeah, that. it's yeah, same same stuff over and over and over. Like it's, um, I think the last stuff I sent to sent to Don was like a lot of stuff on uh, just FDR and like all the uh, the overstepping of like Constitution during uh, during the NRA and the New Deal. Um, there was uh, what was it? It was the um, the the Schechter case. I'd, I'd read about it like years and years and years doing like you know high school college history uh text but i never looked into it um yeah there's there's all sorts of like like they they started out by like sending these these agents to their business where they were you know there they were chicken chicken dealers like during the uh during the nra they had some crazy thing where the the customer couldn't pick the the individual chicken but had to like just get like the next the next one in in the the box or whatever um, but they started sending these agents from the representing the the NRA representing the NRA code. These guys would show up and like they would start like harassing the the customers to like the like and finally the structures were like like hey you're you're not allowed in our business. They would they would go and get the cop. The cop would start a big argument with them. Um, and then you start reading about the trial. At one point in the trial, the uh, the judge and the federal prosecutor they're like. They're trying to get them to like spell words to show that their their education isn't very high, and yeah, it's like yeah. all this all this really weird stuff, and and they're they're finding them like what would be the equivalent of like seventy thousand dollars for like NRA code violations. Yeah. Um, it's does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, and, that, and that's that's why you, you all the NRA stuff you sent me was great because I had a lot of Roosevelt hit in uh, crimes and cover-ups, but. This is really, really good stuff. And again, oh, I think and the uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the NRA stuff with like the uh, the Blue Eagle program from yes, um, the, yes, uh, yeah Wolfgang Scheibelbush's stuff. Yes, um, very good stuff. Yes, 
Yeah, it, I was I was astounded how much that reminded me of uh, a lot of what went down following the lockdowns. Um, yes, like yeah, or it, like you know, like uh, like George W. Bush. It was like you know the the enemy of the people. If you're not going along with this program, if you're not posting this thing in your window showing that you're in line with the you know the NRA codes, then and they, they had politicians coming out like denouncing these people, like. These small business right. people, like drive, driving them out of business. There was a, uh, there was a, what was it? He was like a tailor named Jack Magid who got, he got uh, indicted yeah. for, I, I think he was like charging 35 cents. I like, you know, 1930. Instead of 40 cents. Then there was, there was, a, there was a, a woman who had, she had like put a lot of her money into like, a, you know, like her pension at these businesses that, yes. that Roosevelt was just, driving out of like because he was like determined to like go after these people and you know his own codes he wasn't even enforcing uniformly it was just it was like based on who he liked and who he didn't like um yeah, yeah he's just so many precedents yeah and there's so yeah. many precedents in it that's why it's so important to look at you know the things lincoln did uh would wilson wilson built on those and you can see you look at this yep. you know, if you read this book you're going to see the genesis of our foreign policy that started on, under Lincoln's uh, Union troops, uh, the scorched earth and total war policy, that broke all precedent. And, you know, I found out things in this, like that, that, that Lincoln refused to, to join uh, what at the time was the Geneva Convention of its day. And he wouldn't sign, he wouldn't join with it because and then he got somebody to write a bunch of new rules, which right. justified what they were doing. Benson said, "In you know, for for in necessity right, it was, war or something like it that. was the 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 last the last uh, point on those on that set of war rules uh, would had some sort of loophole in it or something that he used to justify his war against civilians." Yeah, and that's and that was the whole idea of it. And uh, from there, it was just that you saw what happened. And, and again, I you, you sent me that stuff too. The incredible atrocities in the Philippines. They did some horrible things right. in the Philippines, and then in Haiti under Wilson. Uh, awful yeah, things and, that you can see. And, from and there. similar to like, uh, sim sorry to keep cutting you off. Similar to you know more recent wars, mm -hmm. like the the first the first things to come out in the press at the time were that oh you know we've been attacked we've been attacked by these like Philippine insurgents, um, and then when soldiers started coming back, they were reporting like hey yeah we just pulled up and just started firing upon the uh, the islands. Yeah, it was, and you you see the same things that you would see hear about later all, all the way going into what um, then Bradley Manning went, was sent to prison for, for exposing right. through Julian Assange. And these are all, you know, it's a timeline. This, and just like the violation of civil liberties timeline goes from Lincoln being able to, to round up people, suspend the writ of heavy courts, and you have Corpus, and you have Woodrow Wilson throwing World War I protesters in prison. And as I pointed out many times, that's where, and I didn't know until I first researched it for the last for crimes and cover-ups that uh, the expression, well, you, you have freedom of speech, but you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. It comes from that disastrous decision by Oliver Wendell Holmes, still considered a liberal hero, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, who cited that, said, well, you know, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. And he was referencing Eugene Debs and the other World War I protesters. And I pointed out many times, Eugene Debs and the World War I protesters were not yelling fire in a crowded theater. They were protesting war. Right, so protesting this, a war. This, yeah, but and, and that's people don't know again where that you know where, where that came from, and you try to tell them they give you a blank look, but from there, and I've learned. Uh, well, it's because nobody ever researches anything; they just like no. go with the narratives that they're given. 
No, and then it's so uh, it's finding out more again. Thanks to you for for the FDR era, where not only and again this this again goes back to Lincoln, because under his troops, the general General Sherman especially, and I published a letter from a, a Union lieutenant in uh, Crimes and Coverups, where he's talking, he's complaining about, uh, and this is real evidence because he's he's you know he's he's basically complaining to his family about how, you know, all the all the theft they're doing. They're stealing all the possessions from all the Southern homes. They're stealing all the jewelry, anything of value they're taking. And they're common thieves. These are good guys. And uh, he's complaining that General Sherman is and, and the bigwigs, he mentioned Sherman, are getting a cut of everything. And he says, Sherman has enough silver and gold to open his own bank. That's real evidence. That's what the court historians right. should be impressed by, but they're not. They just ignore that. And uh, they they justify common theft, but you go you flash forward to when Roosevelt again this hasn't been mentioned it'll be mentioned in my book. Not only did he throw Japanese Americans into uh, internment camps in America, he also threw German Americans and Italian Americans. And right, right. Yes, they never got reparations, and uh, probably because they're white. You know, I guess it felt a little better to give the Japanese that, but and they were mostly it's mostly Japanese. But not only do they do that. Now I find out that they stole their property. They stole enough homes and businesses from, I think, Germans alone was worth billions of dollars. And they never gave it back. They never gave it back. back. These people were released. They never gave their homes back. They never gave their business. I don't know what happened to them when they got out. But again, what did that pave the way for? Asset forfeiture laws that we see today, where the government thinks you can just steal people's property. But there's a precedent for it. People don't know where it came from. It's just so that's that's hidden history in a nutshell. It, it, it's you know what's what's your and you you guys sent me a lot. Don, of did that. you did you see in the uh, the stuff about the NRA? By the time of the NRA, uh, like there was there's so much paperwork and laws like put into place that mm-hmm. it was like the it was more than from like seventeen seven seventeen like eighty when I, I think eighty nine yeah, seventeen eighty nine yes. when the when the Constitution yeah. was written. Up yeah. to up up to like the 1930s, it was it was more paperwork yeah. of the NRA than all the federal federal laws that had been written. Um, yeah. But it was yeah. it was this it was all this insane like um, stuff like like what ingredients you had to have in macaroni and yes. what how much you could charge for a suit and it was it was all this like I, I don't know it was all this like bureaucratic like busybody type type work that was just it was suddenly implemented. Yeah, and you can Are see you, the father. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I was about to change topics. You, you were going to say something else? Well, no, I was just saying you can see the father of the bureaucracy. The modern bureaucracy was FDR. And all that we right. come to know and love. He's the first one that created the alphabet agencies and so many awful things he did. Again, people, you know, not, not to mention the Pearl Harbor stuff and, you know, the fact he did everything to get us into war. But Right, but this right. is, it says everything into the computer. The people I'm taking to task: Abraham Lincoln, FDR, Woodrow Wilson, Teddy Roosevelt. Yep. These are all the high, highest-rated presidents by the court historians. What, yeah, what, what's wild is is all these these early these guys you just mentioned are always used as precedents by you know by later people in office as the reason why they're doing what they're doing that doesn't conform to the Constitution. Right. It's like every right. single time, like, oh, well, Lincoln did it. So that's why, you know, Bush. like Bush after that. Bush, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Lincoln. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All you got to do is say what, whatever Lincoln did. Uh, Lincoln executed a bunch of it. It doesn't matter what he did. 
you know, yeah. and, and and but everything we see, you know, the the rape the rapes that occurred of the Union troops, they they raped so many, especially. I'm not sure why. Maybe it was some sense of chivalry they had towards white women, but they really concentrated on slave women, and they raped so many. It was absurd. And yeah. I think it could be you could probably make an argument that that's where a lot of the mixed race came from, not from the plantation masters doing it, but from the Union troops doing it because it's documented yeah. that they did this. And uh, but you, you, you know, I think you know, De Lorenzo gets into that quite a bit too. Yeah, he does, and 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 you 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 go to World War II. And I talked about that in crimes and cover-ups, where they, you know, the the, uh, the Allied forces were raping machines. I mean, they were raping German women. The, the Russians were doing it too, and they raped so many Japanese women that they had to create a special brothel over there for our boys. And uh, you know, so again, this is, and you you see it all the way flash forward to the even more perverted things that we see uh, in yeah. Iraq and Afghanistan, where you know, supposedly there's uh, videos out there of U.S. troops, you know, raping Iraqi boys in front of their screaming mother. So you're talking about was, a video that can bring it, it all down. It wasn't just Hirsch that found that, too. Like, I, I found other people that talked about it, too. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, just imagine what that video would do. I mean, because that, that's the kind of yeah. thing that, that's going to wake up normal people, normies. Because you would think, you can't. Some yeah, people well, are you, really horrible these days that they might not even care anymore, which is sad to say. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe not. That, you, that, but uh, it's yeah, that, that's it's. it's Just saw a woman got a woman got run over on the news, right? Uh, three times in New Jersey, and mm -hmm. everyone's on the sidewalk videotaping it. And no one goes and. Oh, I did see that. I did see something. Wow. The insurance company won't pay for it because they said it was inflicted and it wasn't an accident. So now they have you know a GoFundMe thing. But well, sorry, it's just when you brought that up, it made me think of that. I just I don't know. So Maybe everyone I, contributes. Yeah, it should be horrible well, enough, like the Iraq videos. But I don't know if most people would say it was a conspiracy theory. Even if it was there, they say it was made up or something. You know, Bob, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, Bob, what do you, you think? As you guys are talking, I'm thinking about the lack of a draft, and it was funny that there was such an anti-war movement when there was a draft. Yeah. And now it's like with the economic settings, a lot of people have to join the military to have a career, or get skilled yeah. in a trade. And, yeah. you know, of all the things that people will get upset about a third bathroom, I don't know how many genders <laughs> yeah. there are, all these other things, but nobody cares about war. Like even if you're for it, you don't explain why, but if you're against it, I nobody seems to uh, demonstrate about it or talk. There is no anti-war movement, am I wrong? Yeah, the, the anti-war left kind of disappeared with uh, George W. Like, Obama got into office and nobody cares anymore for some reason. I, I don't op, know. It's another op. Like Dave McGowan would say, the hippie hippie thing was pretty much, there's evidence to show that that was set up. The wokeness thing, that's set up, I have a feeling. The QAnon set up. Trump. So it's all these ops. And it just reminds me, the wokeness thing reminds me exactly of the early, the 60s, the hippie thing. Because then that goes well, away, you know, and that's, you know. Well, that's what my my friend Cindy Sehan, who's uh, been on this show, and maybe I'll have to have her back on again soon. Uh, she's very gracious, and she's uh, like one of the few voices out there. And uh, she, who's consistent, Gerald Salente as well, has Occupy Peace Movement. So they're, they're but they're, they're so few. And, and they're, they're really the only names, if you want to call them names, in it. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard's been pretty outspoken again, you know, she goes back and forth, though, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think she believes in the war on terror. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. it's uh, you know, right now, I, I would say Tucker Carlson is, again, the mainstream media is probably the 
greatest voice for peace. He's, he's taken on the role Pat Buchanan did for a long time. He, and he's had the right. same trajectory as Pat Buchanan. He went from being a far-right winger to a populist, and uh, an anti-war populist. And, uh, you know, so I... Yeah, but, but Don, you gotta, yeah, but when I hear you talk about that, you got to be careful, because even Jeff Rents will bring it up to you. He's, oh, yeah. There's a reason he's given the platform to Oh, I know. I'm just saying, when I hear that, I'm like, well... I'm like right down the middle. Like I don't, I don't trust any of these people. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I don't trust that. And he's making tons of money and he, he does. Have a show. He's, saying, he's talking about it more than everyone else. Probably. And he does have a show. And I, I just, you know, credit, at least he's, that's the biggest forum. And I, you know, I still hold out hope to get on his show. His producer yeah. has survival of riches. And I don't know. And it's so many people he's had on. I've interviewed or have interviewed me, so I have a, a connection there, including Naomi. Didn't, didn't you get lined up for it, and then they uh, they blew you off or something? Yeah, yeah. No, that was Lauren. That was Laura Ingram. That was Laura Ingram. Okay. Oh, yeah, show, yeah they asked. Yeah, and I, and I don't know what the hell happened there. Yeah, it was like after I told the entire world, like, you know, yeah. two hours later, yeah. they, I mean, everyone said, "Oh God, how do I take this back?" But, uh, but yeah, I haven't. And the I've. I've Hit the producer up a few times since then, and he hasn't answered me back. So, yeah. Well, I mean, my guess is they didn't vet me right, and then somebody looked at like my books and said, "Oh, come on, you're gonna have this guy on." I guess I don't, but that that would be my guess. Yeah. Uh, and now they look at uh, Tucker Carlson, uh, Jimmy Dore is another one. I don't know why uh, his but producer. They didn't want David Allen on either, so you're in good company. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I don't. I don't want to get Real. to the point where people people think I've sold out. But on the other hand, you know that's a that's a nice form. Yeah, you need as many ears as you can get. You know. Yeah, I, you know, want to yeah. try to get to that. That's why I said I'm. I'm not gonna. If I've said many times, I don't. If, if Rachel Maddow for whatever unbelievable reason asked me on her show, I would go on there. I why don't not? Care. Yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, yeah, I think she's horrible. I, I would go out. <laughs> Yeah, and I, but I, I'd, I'd say, well, at least she asked me on the channel, but I, I would say the same thing there that I'm going to say. You know, people talk about Jeff Rents because Rents has, you know, some questionable people, you know, on his network, right. David Duke, people yeah. like that. And yeah. uh, but you know, it is he, he lets Free me speech. he yeah he gives me a big platform, but he never tells me what to say. I right. say the same right. thing there. I'm going to say everyone else. So of course I'm going to like that so i i take you know the platform wherever it can go bob wilson's show love being on his show he lets me say what i want to say oh it's so and, funny yeah you've hosted yeah. our show i have yeah. i have <laughs> yes. I, yeah he likes me a lot of times he'll want me to to host for some reason and then he'll be kind of lurking in the, in the shadows and uh i'll just but i think i, like I, I did it. <laughs> yeah you're a good lurker. that's what they call i know there are lurkers out there as well too and I'm sorry, I can't see the chat room because I, I know there's uh, other than yeah, Bob, Bob sounds like one of the characters in the movie Clerks. Uh, my favorite character, uh, Randall. He just his voice, and that's awesome. Actually, turned out to be Jeff Anderson, the guy who plays Randall. But I, I don't think so. Wow, <laughs> that's cool. cool, really. That's why well, I have my yeah, he sounds like picture yeah. up there with the little diamond. That's hilarious. Yeah, Chris, Bob agreed with me. I was listening. Uh, you know, I've been watching Norm McDonald again. You turned me on to. That's a lot and, of uh, rape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I, I love I was, Norm. Yeah, he's great. And uh, I was uh, listening to Artie Lang's voice, and I thought, "Damn, yeah. Chuck O'Chelly sounds just like Artie Lang." Chuck yeah. O'Chelly has Chuck Artie Lang's voice. Yeah, I think he has. Anyway, I mean, yeah. 
Well, he, they must he copies or he copied his voice or something. I said, wow, that, I got to tell him that. I hope he won't be offended. But I said, damn, he really, I, you know, I didn't notice that before because I wasn't talking to Chuck as much, but very strange stuff. So you can tell not having, I, there's hardly anybody viewing it on uh, the live streams. I, for some reason, nobody goes to Facebook to do it, but YouTube's where all the people go. And yeah. So this this these two strikes are killing me. So I, I'm I'm losing a lot. Of, I guess Cat Goyd is there, and uh, maybe nobody else. I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess Chuck comes on once a show, and he says uh, he cuts in like God from nowhere, and he'll say, <laughs> "Bob, I gotta disagree with you there." And then I just pick up a cold <laughs> drink and I get berated for twenty minutes. <laughs> John Barber, hilarious. Yeah, yeah this is uh, this is Chuck. Yeah, yeah, Chuck. Oh, Chuck, Chuck yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, I had a discussion with guy, Chuck he, last he, night, and it was hilarious because that guy Jimmy James. Yeah, uh, tell, yeah, uh, tell us about Jimmy James. Yeah, <laughs> you did your Jimmy gonna, James impersonation. Yeah, knew him, and I actually, I think I uh, messed with Chuck for like a minute too because he didn't know if he switched over to the other call, or whatever. So yeah. we ended up both being uh, I'm Jimmy James. And I, I don't know. I, <laughs> the guy makes me laugh. I don't know. I don't even know if he's a real guy or not, but. Yeah, no, it's, it was funny. You know, we just talked about like Mandela effect and the Zapruder film alterations and mm -hmm. a little bit of the Columbine stuff because I guess Chuck had access to some stuff that people didn't. And it was fascinating and it was pretty funny. And but yeah, Jimmy James, that guy's awesome. Just like Bob Wilson, they make me laugh. You know, <laughs> Bob Wilson. We haven't discussed Chris. We haven't discussed a very key important issue that we've somehow just flown by on this show. What's that? Don Jeffries, do you want to take a little guess as to what I might be alluding to? Our new well, project? I have to be selfish if I'm taking this much time. Well, no, no. We, we have uh, Bob, Bob Wilson came up with an idea, and uh, he kindly asked me to join up in the effort. And Peter Sikosh is going to be aboard this, yep. too, I think. Uh, yep. We are we uh, sign up Chris I'm now, odd man out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he, 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 oh, he'll probably do research, but... Uh, well, no, because Pete's going to do the artwork, and Bob um, has had an idea of, you know, coming out with a book about the Paul, Paul is Dead controversy. I mean, we're not – I don't think any of us believe that he – That sure will help you. Yeah, but but he uh, – you know, no one's really done a book on that, you know, looking at it. For, so uh, Bob's going to send us some interviews, including – I think he's going to talk to the guy who first came up with it, supposedly. Thanks to Jude Wasn't that John Lennon? <laughs> No. <laughs> well, yeah, I think they were the ones that that, that yeah, they're probably definitely promoted. Yeah. But I mean, it's no, no question about it's a real thing in terms of the 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 the, uh, the signs are there. They're they're clues. There's no question yeah. that people weren't misinterpreting them. I buried Paul. You know, Blacker playing backwards. All that stuff. Yeah. When but YouTube was just, brand new, that people created some curious videos that showed you like oh look at the album cover and this and that and yeah. i think i scared yeah. my mother with that actually once so yeah i know what you're talking about yeah, well, Chris, yeah there's, we no, count there's on no your skills to look up you know how paul may or may not have died back in the day and peter we can count on your artwork <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah Don can take yeah, this like hidden history and bring it right out into the light we can find out all the details right. that are there and it will be published by Bear Manor Media. Everybody yeah, go to Bear, Bear Manor Media. If yep. you look yeah. over Don's left shoulder, well, let's say camera left, camera left. We have right. on both sides, actually, a camera left and camera right, Don's new book. And it's also published by who? Don, pick that up off the shelf and hold it up. Bear Manor Media. There we go. Bear Manor Media. Ben Omar. There we go. Hey, Don, who did that cover? 
Uh, Peter Sikosh. <laughs> you, you guys should work together, but I was talking about like an <laughs> graphic novel or something, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense, you know? Well, can we yeah, it, was, it, was, it was crazy. I knocked, I knocked that out in like a weekend. Don just told me what he wanted, and I just kind of threw it together. Awesome. So you, you hit the nail on the head. It's fantastic. And, uh, you know, I, and so, yeah, I think we're uh, – and the audio book is going to be working. In fact, they're sending me the audio files. you got to get Jimmy James uh, to narrate the audio book. But, Chris, can well, we count on your skills in the Paul Project? Yes, uh, I'll see what I can do. Uh, I'm a huge e uh, Beatles fan myself. And uh, that one, I mean, I'm open to anything. Uh, I mean, I, that one's more of a one of the fun. That sounds like something you say before a college trip to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> see, no, I, I, yeah, definitely. I'll find what I can. Well, so I, I, I don't. Graves, Chris Graves working on Paul is Dead. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think uh, you know. Again, this is not. We're we're not going to coming out with an expose that proves. I think you know Bob and I are really skeptical, but we want to put the evidence out there and show you know. And I think it's you know because it's it's a real phenomenon. It isn't something that somebody just imagined. Oh, they're not really doing. No, the clues are there. Like Elvis, like Elvis thing. I think it was kind of created for a reason, you know. Yeah, well, it was Paul good publicity. He said later they did it on purpose to, you know, call even more attention to themselves, like they needed to boost sales. Sure, sure. Yeah, it was. It was it's great. It was a great publicity, and Lenin was a, despite you know his his politics, Lenin was a, a real capitalist in terms of promotion. He was a he was a great promoter. You know, he does. Yeah, I mean, I, I I I think I think he was calculated, and I think when he said we're bigger than Jesus now, I. I think he did that in a calculated way. I think he did it to bring to bring He's attention so and controversy. Blown up, yeah, right. And the bonfires yeah. and the south and all the coverage and yeah, it is genius. So, yeah, well, yeah, you see, we went to the dentist and he gave us acid, and then I didn't know what was happening. And Ringo had this big heavy tom tom, <laughs> and Paul was just getting me all annoyed with that cute shit. So I took the tom tom and put it over his head, you know. And I said, "What are you going to do now that you killed Paul?" So you know the rest is history. Hidden history. <laughs> uh, you guys think that Yoko was kind of like that was great. Where she had, where she was, was like kind of put into John's orbit. Do you buy into that at all? Because uh, there's evidence that Courtney Love had a similar thing. Yeah, well, Yoko, something. Did you bring up God Yoko? What, yeah, Yoko. Yeah. What well, was the question about Yoko? What I'm saying is, there's evidence to show that. Uh, can you imagine? Like, I wouldn't yeah. pose Nate. I don't even have my picture up here. So I'm like, you know, mm. I'm like, uh, I was ill and I, I, you know, I'm sensitive. But I mean, could you imagine like mm. you're, you're in the studio, you're, you're, you know, posing for an album cover and you have those floppy tits and that <laughs> unkempt. Yeah, I do. I have that. <laughs> I'm hiding that. Put that on the album cover. That's a far cry from Meet the Beatles, isn't it, fellas? Uh, yeah. uh, well, Lennon, Lennon built her up. I, mean, I think I think you're, you know, it, it, you're her being an intelligence operative is like uh, it makes more sense than anything else because Bob and I have talked about this a lot. Lennon, you know, was my favorite Beatle by far. He was the one I loved, and, and it crushed me when he, you know, I, I've never because even though he still, you know, overcame the Yoko thing to still put out some good music, it really affected it because first of all he had a bunch of crappy lyrics with Japanese stuff and oh yeah oh Yoko is a great song except for its title is oh Yoko Chuck Berry has them on his show and uh when Yoko mm -hmm. starts singing you uh Chuck Berry's face is great he had that just oh, boost look. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but I mean, so was it the heroin? You know, was Lennon was Lennon think? so searching for a mother? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, searching for a mother figure. You know, that's been the but but I mean. What was the attraction there? I, don't know. I, I feel older, like with May Peng, with May Peng, he kind of had something going on with that lost weekend, and then all of a sudden yeah. Yoko comes back into orbit, and then all of a sudden she's pregnant and he's back on heroin. It's similar to the Kurt Bang Courtney Love thing. That's why wow. you know, I think about these things sometimes, you know. Well, they'd love the baby when they were when they were you know it's horrible, but when when John left Cynthia, yeah. uh, Yoko was pregnant, and if Cynthia had known that. Uh, she could have probably upped the ante quite a bit. I don't think he gave, gave her a great divorce settlement. And then, unfortunately, it's you know said that she had abused drugs and lost the baby. So losing the baby is horrible. But, yeah, they had been heavy into heroin. And even in the Let It Be outtakes from the movie, oh, yeah. uh, Peter Sellers came in to the studio. Sellers? He was saying, you know, he had yeah. gone up on drug charges himself. And he was saying, you know, you better put that away because they had a heroin kit out. And he basically wow. said, you know. And, you know, the could you imagine being in a band with him? There were weed was like, a you know, at the time, dangerous enough to get them arrested. But if they got if Lennon got caught with heroin and you, you know, I give Paul a lot of credit because he never came out and said, you know, they were saying I was running the band and I was a tyrant. But, you know, if you watch the movie and stuff and the other guy showing up on heroin, it's not that easy to keep a band together. Right. 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 Not at all. No. Hey, Peter, can you you're going to help us with the art on this book, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have any ideas uh, for the cover? Uh, not, not yet. Uh, Don gave me a real rough outline, and uh, I thought I would uh, talk to you about that, actually. I, I heard you wanted some sort of yeah. collage on like the things that were like the different clues. This isn't really an area that I'm really familiar with, strangely. Well, we can get you up to speed We're on all that right. in no time, because you're a creative, <laughs> okay. intelligent fellow. And on the sure. back cover, on, on Sergeant Pepper, the album's back cover, Paul has his back to the camera. So right. I thought, like, if you drew that for the back cover, that that would be cool. Like, you know, like the back cover yeah. that Paul is. Well, Paul without the shoes, okay. Abbey Road and all that, too. Yes, he had no, he was what? He was the corpse. Yeah, yeah. John was, was the corpse. Walking across the road, definitely. George was the grave digger, and Ringo was the right. funeral director. Yeah. Instead of and I had never known that corpses problems. didn't have shoes in the caskets. Apparently, that's the thing. <laughs> I didn't know. What happened to the shoes? I didn't know that either. Yeah. Just like yeah. nab them before they close the coffin. Right, exactly. They just watching his shoes. Yeah. But I still can't get out. Back yeah. to that inappropriate comment I made earlier. The two of them naked on that album cover. Like, what are you thinking? <laughs> like, he's got money. You pay serious money to get those negatives back if you were so stoned that you were stupid enough to take that picture. And my other question is, who took the yeah. picture? Like, Ringo was, I mean, he would have been kind of uncomfortable behind that shutter, wouldn't he? Pete Best. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody, it's not like they were uh, in a picture of uh, uh, Patty Harrison or something. You know, they, they, it wasn't quite the same thing. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You know, I, t I tend to, uh, I really question that. It's just, you know, Lennon was a troubled guy. We've talked a lot about him. Obviously, he's a very complex guy. Uh, we talk about the Beatles a lot, and I, I, uh, Bob and I both love the period of the early Beatles the best. Still, my favorite. But that was a John-dominated period, and uh, Lennon was—he would never admit what he was. Lennon was was I think a better pop smith than McCartney. McCartney's ready to those little poppy melodies. Yeah. Lennon was really good at it too, and I think he didn't like that about Paul. He didn't like it about himself. 
And so he purposely turned away from it. The drugs didn't help, but his best stuff to me was all the early stuff he wrote because uh, that, that to me that is the Beatles. And uh, I don't, I don't know why he, he just had a weird sense of himself, I think, and he didn't want to accept who he was. And then I think a lot of the Yoko thing was unless she was, you know, she could easily have been some kind of an intelligent. Yeah, a lot of the acid, yeah, a lot of the acid yeah. too, you know. A lot of the acid they, too, they, or he just acid changed George Carlin the same way. I feel like you know. Well, George Harrison, they said, still blamed Yoko uh, for a long time for introducing, I think it was China White heroin that really got John hooked. So I would think that part of the control she had over him was, you know, the drugs. That's like Courtney with Kurt. He never did heroin before. Right before that, he was just uh, pot and and booze. Uh, Not a lot of booze, actually, because he had a stomach ailment. It's the same thing. And then all of a sudden, she's pregnant, too, uh, when they start dating. And he's uprising, he's rising up, you know. It's the same kind of situation, you know. Well, you get into wow. that a lot in the stuff you send out. What do you think happened with that when you hash it out, Chris? What do you think went down? How did he meet his uh demise with Kurt or with John? Kurt, Kurt, uh, yeah, I uh, I believe, yeah, I do believe it was a murder. Um, I just she had Courtney had a lot of connections in the Seattle Police Department. And a lot of those figures died mysteriously in the years since, too. Um, and she actually emits on some audio recordings that were made um, for paying these people to do certain things. Uh, she was actually good friends with the, um, the coroner that did the autopsy. She was friends with the uh, homicide investigator, Detective Cameron. And, and he got busted for corruption like in 1999 and had to was forced to retire. And it, the coroner, Nicholas Hothshorn, he ends up dying in a, a weird bungee jumping incident in like the year 2000. Like shortly wow. after, there are so many, you want to talk about a body count. There are so many deaths connected with, um, mm-hmm. with Kurt. There's actually evidence that Kurt called the police and wanted to file a police report on April 2nd um, when he was at home. And this is when... Courtney was going to hire a private investigator the next day, claiming she didn't know where her husband was leaving a rehab in Exodus, Exodus rehab in California. And this way it shows that she's the concerned wife that, oh, my suicidal husband, you know, he's 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 gone. We don't know where he is. Meanwhile, Courtney's ex-boyfriend, who was Francis Bean's nanny, was in the house the whole time and most likely was Kurt's. Kurt's killer. Um, wow. He's never, to this day, he's never, uh, you know, had to testify in anything. I mean, Tom Grant has all these audio recordings and he's saving for whenever the investigation is opened by the feds because they're the only ones that would, would be how, able to do how that. Did, how, how did Courtney have all these uh, connections to the police and all that? I mean, well, why did she have so many connections? That's the thing. Later on, actually, recently, there were some FBI uh, files that came out last fall that I was going through some stuff myself, so I missed in the shuffle, and I just found them. Well, Courtney's father actually told Chuck Bocelli, uh, Hank Harrison, and apparently Hank mm-hmm. just died, too, in a weird way, oh, recently. Oh. Um, and he, because keep in mind, Courtney was found in uh, Epstein's Black Book as well. I didn't know that until that. Wow. So wow, Hank, yeah. Hank was saying that he got a letter from uh, one of his old buddies that turned out to be ex-CIA claiming that backing up what Courtney had told her father, the uh, the fact that 
she was sent to different places in Europe in the eighties with like thousands of tabs of acid to give to the, the different music scenes uh, in England and in Ireland, mm -hmm. things like that. So that's why I was bringing it up with the Yoko thing, because it sounded like it was a similar kind of Dave McGowan, you know, kind of hippie movement yeah. type give everybody the acid, get them all messed up and that type of thing. Yeah. So I think there's more to Courtney than meets the eye when it comes to just being, you know, I don't think she's as, uh, as much of a junkie and as like, Oh, all out there as she portrays. Like, I think she's very coy like that. Apparently she has a very high IQ and kind of puts on this persona to get away. You know, people just laugh it off. Oh, that's just Courtney. And she's able to get away with, and she has so many different, uh, there's so many different times where she's on audio recordings it, telling uh, like Tom Grant, a guy who I've talked to over the years, he was the private investigator. He recorded all the conversations with everybody around. He has her on, on audio saying that I paid this person to put this in the press and, this, and that in the press. And then she would intimidate journalists and people in the press. She was like a one woman show. Like when it came to like controlling the narrative, like putting a suicide trail saying Kurt's going to kill himself, like for right off the bat since they started dating. And then she, there's an, there was an attempt on his life in Rome the, the month before. And Kurt was ready to uh, divorce her because he found out that she was cheating on him with uh, Billy Corgan of the smashing pumpkins and Evan Dando of the Lemonheads. Um, and then there's a lot to that, but I don't want to take up everything, but there's a lot there. Well, if financially, what would have, wow. if he, financially, how did this affect her if he had Kurt, said, Kurt had just turned down $10 million to, to headline Lollapalooza 94. And he just wanted to uh, do like a Johnny Cash solo act. He was blowing out his voice all the time. He realized that there were vipers like surrounding him now. And then people in the Geffen company and everything. He wanted out. He just wanted to do these little side Beatles kind of John Lennon solo type uh, acoustic guitar things and something with Michael Stipe from R.E.M. he wanted to do. He had a plane ticket ready to go. He had a plane ticket with a mysterious woman named Elizabeth that to this day only Tom Grant knows who the identity was uh, right before he died. Uh, there's like so much. So she lost 10 million bucks. She tried to make him feel bad, saying he was taking money out of his, his daughter's mouth, like her trust fund. Meanwhile, there's evidence in 2008 that she was the one raiding Francis's trust fund. She puts on a Sweet 16 suicide-themed uh, Sweet 16 party for her daughter. Um, yeah, it's just, there's a lot there. So she, and her, lived through this, her album by Hole was due to come out the next week after Kurt's body was found lived through this and had he divorced her she would i feel like she would have been lost to the sands of time to be honest i i don't think mm -hmm. we'd be talking about her still but wow yeah what do you guys think if you have any thoughts wow there's a lot there i've been studying i'm telling mm -hmm. studying in depth like the, the, the wow. forensic everything the the shotgun shell was on the wrong side of the body there's no prints on the gun mm -hmm. like his hair was neatly combed back Supposedly he had shotgun. Chris, I would, I, I would, you know, I would suggest because you, you, this is a passionate thing for you, and I, I don't know much about the grunge, but I know a lot about music. Or for some I think reason, you would I like never really some of it. That. I think you would. Yeah, like I, 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 I probably some would, but I, I, you know so much about this, you need to step out of the shadows. Why don't you put this together and try to write a book of it? I, I bet you Bear Matter would publish it because they publish That's a great. lot of yeah entertainment yeah, stuff. Just don't release it the same day as Paul is dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I, I can do right. the cover. 
I could do the cover. I'll pull yeah. that there you go. You got zombies. You got your cover artist right there. But I, I'm serious. You should do that because you 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 know why not? I mean, this is something that you could probably write the definitive book on it. Especially you can get Tom Durant to talk to you and stuff. I mean, I, I think, think that'd Tom, be a good idea. Yeah, I've thought about it, but I mean, they made they a guy named Benjamin Statler finally made a documentary slash kind of regular movie with like actors like Daniel Roebuck and people like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much I could lend to it except to compile everything kind of like with the hidden history. So all into yeah. one thing. Well, that counts. That's what you do. Come yeah. On. Yeah. You do it. Do it. I would do yeah. it because it's, you, you love doing it. Why not do it for yourself? I mean, just put it all together and you have, you have a book and you know, maybe make a, a little bit of money. You're not going to make much because it doesn't make much, but uh, <laughs> you know, Maybe it'll catch fire. Who knows? You have Nirvana fans out there, you know. I think I could. Yeah, I think if I was to do something like that, I would probably have to do kind of like what you did with Umbaro Fame. It would have to be different, not just Kurt. Like a majority of it could be something mm -hmm. like that, but it would have to be other things that are similar in a way. Just because, well, like, know, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I appreciate that. Yeah. I'll consider that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Just, just start it and see where it leads, you know? And yeah. then. Yeah. If it bleeds, yeah. it bleeds. Sandwich. Yeah. See, see how much material you have. I mean, maybe it'll add up to more than you think, but you you know a lot about it, and you could pad it with interviews, you know, and talk to people, and you have some of those contacts. And that's but but, but Bob it. actually has talked to Tom Grant as well. Uh, two articles, I believe, right, Bob? Yeah, yeah. I was writing for Live for Live Music, and um, you know, you know more about it than I do, but I had just looked into it, and I actually, you know, because of Kennedy and. Robert Kennedy, John Kennedy. Yeah. I was thinking, I hope I find one and, you know, nobody got murdered. Like I was hoping, you know, right. sorry the guy died, but I was hoping to find out it was nothing. And then I contacted Tom Grant. He was kind enough to talk to me. And, you know, mm -hmm. and then at first he wasn't doing interviews. And he said, then, yeah, you can, you know, use what I say in interviews. And then I found myself saying, oh my God, you know, yeah. he, this guy was murdered. And I went in hoping to, find the opposite. So the things that you're filling in there are very interesting. And I do think you have the makings of a book, but Tom Grant was a super nice guy. He's a, he's solid. He's a, I, I honestly believe he's a decent, he's a decent man and he hasn't, he's made a little bit of money in the recent years now, but for the last 20 years, he's been doing these interviews like on unsolved mysteries and all this other stuff for practically nothing the the fee for like a plane ticket or something so when courtney's like all oh, these people are out to make money off of my husband's death she's pretty much the only one that's been making any kind of money off her husband's she's death. Made a lot. yeah but if they had yeah. gotten divorced she would have come away kind of hurting like at that point am i correct like kurt she was just divorced. on the brink of uh, becoming a superstar herself. And then Kurt Cobain's suicide, like the John Lennon assassination, was one of those pivotal moments for Generation X and just kind of shot her into the stratosphere. So, Hey, yeah. Chris, uh, something that, that I always think of when I think of this, the whole uh, Kurt Cobain situation is I always think of uh, the death of Elliot Smith in 2003. Do you have any, uh, any suspicions regarding that? That one, uh, I'll be... Full disclosure, I've heard of it, but I haven't really looked into it that much. But uh, okay, I have heard of it, but I have really nothing to add to, to that one. But yeah, that's a weird one too. Yeah, he stabbed himself in the heart, like through the breast breastplate. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. And now you got Taylor Hawkins from uh, Foo Fighters. Like that's kind of right. a weird thing going on too. And Dave Grohl actually went and uh, apparently went and met with Tom at Tom's office, and he had questions about 
what was going on too. Same with Pat Smear, the other guitarist that Kurt added to the band in the, their last tour. He actually was in uh, Tom's last book. Um, I think it was called Kurt Cobain was uh, murder or suicide. You decide. I forget exactly what it was, but in that one, he he says, "I'm going to finally set, talk about how you know." I said for years and years, I'll let Pat Smear uh, come out, you know, and and tell his story. But then all of a sudden, Pat Smear started agreeing with Courtney, saying that Tom was out to make a buck. So in a way to protect himself, Tom started talking about. Tom, uh, Pat Smear's visit to his Beverly Hills office about how he was scared and he, he was basically trying to get uh, information out of Tom for Courtney to see where Tom was with the investigation. See, a lot of people don't realize Courtney would sue everybody if they looked at her the wrong way, right? With Tom, you hear her, her voice. She is scared when she's talking to Tom. She keeps hmm. Tom on the payroll for another like eight months after and wow. he's already he's already gone public about his uh, what he thinks happened, and yet she keeps him employed, kind of like keep your enemies close type thing. So there's a lot there, and I just had one thing I wanted to ask Bob since you you said JFK and Robert and and all that. You have you looked into the JFK Jr. case because there's a thing that me and Don have been trying to find for the longest time, and it's these three eyewit these three witnesses to the plane exploding have you ever heard that or looked into anything like that um, with jfk jr um i hadn't done much then i was speaking to mike ray who's a, a granddaddy researcher in, in jfk and i asked him about jr and he you know came right out and said i he thought he was killed mike's a very smart guy he used to be air force intelligence and such and uh then don you know knows all this stuff as you guys do and he knew much more about it than I did, but as we were just having a conversation, I said, Hey, what about JFK Jr.? And then uh, Don kind of schooled me on it. And I was going to interview <laughs> one fellow who was doing a, who did a book, but I wasn't really comfortable with some of the things he said in the book. I but, know what you're talking about. Yep, yep. Um, I, I didn't want to name him, but yeah. I came away, I know what you're talking about. but I did come away with the feeling that they were afraid like another Kennedy was going to run for president. And uh, with that ovation he got, I don't know the date, but when it was at the uh, Democratic 1988, right? 1988 for yes. Ted's uh, acceptance. Thing. I yep. think whoever saw that ovation, like, and Don pointed out a lot of the details and he mentioned the guys that, you know, you had, I looked one of them up. I think Don had already tried to contact him and that's an interesting story from him, but much of what I know about that <laughs> yeah. came through Don. Okay. All right. Yeah, because these three witnesses have been haunting me, just like the the disappearing, you know, videos that I talked about with TWA, Columbine. That's the other one is these missing witnesses, and one of them was named by Shepard Smith the, the next day. By the way, I think Don spoke yeah. to well, one yeah. of them. Well, yeah. Well, that's that's not a witness, but uh, Todd Bergen, and uh, I'll, I'll let, I don't want to give that away for industry trades. So yeah. it's, it's, it's a real it's a real bombshell. But I, I did contact him, and uh, so the readers will have to see what he had to say. But uh, he was a Coast Guard petty officer. But Victor Pranik has talked to a few people. He never answered me. He was a lawyer. And then there's the, the main one. I think that uh, Chris is talking about is a witness. We still don't know anything about him. And uh, I, you know, I contacted Steve Zabraka. I love when I hear you say that because I'm like yelling at the screen. I'm like, it's Frazier, like Asia, but with a B, like S and B. Frazier, Okay. See, I've never, okay. Well, you, you, he, he's in your neck of the woods, so you've heard his name mentioned on yeah. TV, probably. I've, I've actually met so, Mornick, the one that actually talked to Todd Bergen on the air. And, oh, because, yeah. Yeah. And she, wow. and see her again. Ask, 
why she yeah. didn't answer my emails because yeah she's never answered yeah. me because i wanted to say how, how you know what did you think of conducting an interview with a guy about a phone call that never yeah. happened huh what do you think about that but she never answered me obviously she won't go near and then that. she gets yeah. she gets some kind of an award from the kennedy center again yeah, the kennedy I center. You that. yeah i was like my mind i was so, so heated uh, profiles no not profiles of courage but it was like a uh a robert yeah. kennedy award and i was just like fuming i'm like yeah, <laughs> The Kennedy Library, they, they literally only give awards to opponents of the Kennedy. They gave them to both Bushes, yeah. Bushes, Gerald Ford. I mean, this is horrible. Yeah. yeah, Mitt Romney, these people are ridiculous. But uh, I can see why RFK Jr. doesn't get along with any of them. But, um, yeah, he definitely yeah, so had a falling out with Ethel, too, man, Bobby. Yeah, Taylor. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's why when you sent me Ethel's, I, you know, I, I doubt Roy, I didn't Ethel. want to ask her any of this stuff, but I, I was, oh, I, was oh, I wanted yeah, to. But I mean, we, yeah, well, we we know how they all feel, except for uh, for Bobby Jr., who I don't know, hope to still one day talk to. And the, I'm the other trying. brother is Douglas. Yeah, I've been trying. No, I know, I know. I'm a nobody, well, I so mean, I don't know. I and I I appreciate it, but I mean, uh, Skyhorse. You know, remember? I mean, Skyhorse just they published him before, and they just published his huge book on Fauci, which is the number one book on Amazon. So uh, yeah. Uh, Right, he's, he's they're his publisher too. Should be acquaintances, but, at least on the roster yeah. there. Well, Chris, he, write the Cobain he, book, and then you'll be known. I'm telling you. There you go. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, you, you will. Absolutely. Well, he he has you know my book there. You, you just really rattled it off, but I mean, everything. Not everybody knows what you were he saying. Does. You take it for granted. That exactly. would be that would be a good. Well, Don's going to do the yeah. legal book first. Uh, what innocent until proven wealthy. <laughs> I, I don't know, but well, I you know because I have a um, yeah I couldn't fit. A, I do have I just have a section on in hidden history theory. It's one of the few things I did without any research from you guys uh, on the history of like acid acid forfeiture laws and how they really came oh, to prominence. Right? And it's about the Reagan years. So it's you know one of the many bad things that happened during the Reagan years, and that's that was it. And transformed law enforcement. And uh, so I have a, a, you know, pretty much about that. But yeah, I mean, it's something I'd like to write that book, but I just think it's a guaranteed, yeah. a guaranteed bestseller. You know, so I mean, my only hope is maybe the hidden history things because they, they seem to sell better. But uh, Don, uh, yeah, what, are, what are some of the what are the, some of the areas of research you're you're most proud of in your book? You said it's almost complete, yeah. right? Yeah, no, it's good, and, and uh, I just have to polish it, and I I still have to. I'm hoping to maybe get a hold of a few more people. Phone numbers, email. So far, hasn't been. I haven't got a hold of that many. But uh, I, you know, I would say that uh, I probably, you know, I, th I think I unearthed most of the stuff. You know, in JFK and 9/11 uh, and JFK Jr., which is not surprising. Those are the ones I probably concentrated on the most. But I think there's a you know a lot of new stuff there, especially with. Can you put uh, like just maybe a paragraph about the Columbine thing, just so just <laughs> it really it will ease my mind. So ease my mind just well, a little. There's something there. Well, so Give us a sneak peek. Well, yeah. well, you know, I, I did I did write about Columbine and bullyocracy. You know, yeah, I, but, I, 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 yeah, but it's, it's a little different. But this is a different angle. This is like a real right, different right. angle. Well, yeah. the problem is if, if I I I will do that if. The problem is the book Hidden History Three is four hundred and fifty some oh pages God. now, and that's that's with the, uh, <laughs> me taking wow. a lot of stuff out to put in Hidden History. That's 4. just up to twenty fifteen, so, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's so. But the only way I could I could do that, which I might do, because it's getting I'm just so kidding big now. I'm just joking. No, around. no, I no, because I might uh, I might want to take out 
the all the Sandy Hook stuff and put that in Hidden History Four. Yeah. I might do that, and uh, because uh, that way, and I could put Columbine in then if I did that. But uh, even the Vegas stuff, especially with that that and, that, and that, the Vegas, that yeah, yeah. Guard guy uh, on yeah. Ellen, that was weird. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't have anything. I really just have a lot of stuff on Sandy Hook and Gabby Giffords and Matt Minerar. Yeah, you you Austin brought Party. me up to that with the Gabby thing. I didn't really pay attention in two thousand eleven. Yeah. That happened, That's, and same with the Parkland thing. There was just so many shootings that I just, my mind just, I didn't pay attention. Yeah, to that's why I didn't. I mean, there's so many I can include. There, the guy uh, Elliot, or whatever Wood, the guy Wood, Wood, uh, disappeared too, and there's a lot of evidence with that one too. Which which one? The Fort Hood one. There's a oh, lot. Oh yes, there. Fort, yeah, like, yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, right. With that. Back, yeah, that that general guy or whatever the um, yeah Muslim guy they they blamed for it was it. like what my ELF weapon or something was written yeah. on the oh, yeah. yeah right right there is so much this guy, yeah I I can't remember what I think it was out in California the kid his name was Elliot something and a good really good looking young guy and he's making right. this video saying he can't kill the girls women. right. Yeah, yeah. his fa his father was a movie producer. He's a good looking kid. The father is a movie producer. And he kind of acts gay, so I don't know if that's. But if he really wants women, I don't see how he could. I mean, it, it made no sense. And the, the video was, I thought, very. San Bernardino, another one. Yeah, yeah, Bern, yeah. yeah. It, yeah. So, so that's so. There's so many of these. You know, you can't. So I, I don't know. Maybe I'll have a little bits and pieces of that. But yeah, that, that you may have a point. I mean, because that, that's one way to make Kid History three a little smaller nine eleven of that phenomenon. And that seems to be the one that we're bombarded with now besides the COVID stuff, you know, seems like they yeah, always well, say that it's Harrison Klebold. They always bring that up, but it seems like that's the nine eleven of the school shooter thing. And even before yeah. that, the 1966 thing, which has a lot of weird stuff too, with uh, Man, yeah, Diana yeah, Whitman, yeah, him yeah, and, yeah, and NASA and everything. There's a lot there too. That's why I'm like, do a Hidden History Five, please, Don. Like, make that another prequel. Uh, like, well, I, at this rate, I might, I might be. I see Tony is back. Tony, there. I, I tried to access the chat room a couple times, and I I couldn't bring it up at all. But then I'm generally incompetent about these things. So uh, do, we, do, do we have? I, I did see somebody gave us a tip, and I thank them. Uh, is there anything exciting happening in the Rockton chat room? Yeah, it's it's pretty active, Don. Can you hear me, Tony? Uh, I, was, I was, yeah, I hear you. I was uh, I uh, cutting and pasting some of the I comments. I see him there. Over. Maybe he's there. But uh, if you hear this, Tony, jump in and let me know if there's anything to say. Oh, he's there. Yeah, yeah, we see him. We no, see there him. he is. I, yeah, I, I couldn't access it for some reason, Tony. I don't know why, but uh, that happens to me a lot. But, but if, you, if there's any, is there any anything of note in the chat room that we can address or comment on? Yeah, it's it's been pretty active, Don, and I thanked. Uh, uh, the uh, f person who gave you a ten dollar tip on Rockfin and uh, with yeah, with the I think I th yeah, reality something yeah, reality yeah, unhinged or something yeah. Rock Rockfin's an active chat. Well, next week, ladies and gents, we'll make sure that Don has complete access to the uh, Rockfin chat. <laughs> We've been trying to work out the the technical on that yeah. because unfortunately, yeah. our streaming platform doesn't allow the Rockfin comments to come straight to the screen for Don. So we have to you have to look at a separate screen. I have this same right. issue when I do my radio show, uh, but we'll work it out. We'll fix it. Cool. Let's go. Cause we've been discussing all kinds of stuff. Do you have any, I mean, these, are, these are the three searchers. These are the guys that have helped me out to basically. Are, uh, yeah. They, they three, there you go. That's what we need. We need, we need t-shirts, the three searchers. I love Bob Wilson's name for it, but you guys have done uh, 
So, and, you know, Tony, I, I know Tony, especially with Chris. <laughs> yeah. yeah, three, six, six, especially with, you know, uh, Chris being so active in the chat room and everything. Yeah, absolutely. And I, Tony, do you know Bob Wilson? Or? I know who Bob yeah, Wilson so is. I've, you, I've, uh, yeah, I've heard the programs. I know, I've, and I, I'm glad that uh, Bob's here. I would say you guys are like the trifecta of truth. That'd be a good t shirt. <laughs> that <laughs> That's right. I like it. Trifecta of truth. That's good. And, and, and Peter, if you, Peter Sikosh is the guy who did the cover for On Bar and Fame. Yes. That's right. Fantastic. I, I always wanted you two to work together. I didn't think that that would be it. I thought it would be like an un, like my thing was like, you guys should do like the Unreals and the Unreals 2 is like graphic, graphic novel. Yeah. Peter, I sent I sent the simulators to you. Have you ever had a chance to read it? Because that's I think that's my best work. I, I, mean, I think it's better than. I'll be honest. I started your research right about that time. So I, I've just been kind of digging through right. books since. Right. Right. So, I mean, I, I, I still do have it saved. I do want to get it printed out so I can sit down and read it. Um, but it's probably going to be about the time that, you know, Hidden History 3 comes out. Gotcha. So, no, I mean, because I, I, I really... I, I, really, I do want to read it. I really do. Well, I can I consider myself... <laughs> like, like, I really do, believe me. I still consider myself a novelist. That's what I want to be. Yeah. And I just yeah. started doing the nonfiction because I had such trouble getting anything besides the Unreal published. But you have like eight and, books already written, right? Anyway. Like, wow. I've got, I've got, well, I've like got non, like, fictional ones. You actually have novels and like kids books. Yes. And stuff. I, yeah. Well, yeah, I have it written, but I, I the Unreal is the only ones published. The Simulators, which I think is the best thing I've ever done. And I think that I think would it be sounds great. like a graphic, not like a comic book. Like that's Yeah, it does. Well, it really does. Yeah, I would buy any of these exist. Like, in, do you still have copies of some of these? I've never gotten these. No, well, they're they're just in. Oh, you know, yeah. they're, they're just I think in, you only have one that's published, right? Yeah, yeah the Unreal's, the, the Unreal's yeah. is the only one that's published. And long, I I don't even. I think I, I named have one off in the chat room one of these weeks, and yes, I was you like, did. You bring yeah, them you, back. you know, and, and I cool. you have a whole bunch of songs from like the seventies, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, if I can figure it out, I have a lot of them recorded too. If I can figure out a way to put them up somewhere, you, gotta I mean, up itches, you, know, that. you got the nonfiction going, but yeah, you got to scratch the other. Doing I have my, like uh, scripts that I haven't done anything with yet, but I know what mm -hmm. you mean. Yeah, I just it just fiction nonfiction is a lot easier, right? But I mean, there's, there's two not the three novels, including Unreal, that I have completed, I think are. Uh, I'm most proud of, but you know, again, I know they probably wouldn't sell, but I would like to have them published. Let, let me ask you this though: just a rough, like, pretend I'm a Netflix guy because I actually delivered when I was in California with, uh -huh. with DoorDash. I delivered to Netflix people. Right. What would your pitch be for the simulators if they were to create a like a mini series on it? What this is well, interesting. I, yeah. Well, this it, it isn't right. This isn't exactly what the book is like, but I envision a series on it based on the simulators are a super secret outfit that inserts um, actors into uh, not only like crises, which you can you can imagine from right. real life events, but basically even into family situations. Like they're just hmm. everywhere, and they just are. So you're not really sure who a simulator is. You know, they're just they're there, and we're not really sure what the purpose of the simulators organization is. Why they would do that? Like an adjustment and, bureau kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, wow, and they're, wow. So they're 
So, so you, you know, it may be, you know, and, and again, it's a little bit invasion body snatchers thing. Yep. You know, it still infests my mind, you know, so a lot of my stuff goes That's to that. Where, if you had like a rough elevator pitch just now, it makes it easier for like even myself to yeah. go to try to get someone to maybe look at it like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think that sounds like that'd be a fun graphic novel. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. well, I mean, basically it, it has, it has a lot of elements in it. It combines the dystopian, of course, now we're in a dystopian, you know, reality, but, uh, so, but in the dystopian future, the near future, when America has crumbled, you know, everything's devastated, uh, for unclear reasons, I don't really spell it out. It's like the TVA and Marvel or the, the time variance. Oh, uh, Loki. Loki. Yeah. 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 Like history where the, the time stream and everything. That's what it reminds me of. And that is, yeah, that, that sounds awesome. Seriously. But it, 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 it takes, it takes place in, uh, most of the action takes place in Hollywood. And it's a devastated Hollywood. The main character's grandfather was a screenwriter. And I make up on that. The one person that looked at it was a big editor. He loved all my fake titles, like, you know, Bikini Babes Meet the Dinosaurs. And you think, I just had all these crazy titles. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, so, he, so he was in Hollywood. He knew a lot of the actors. And so his grandson kind of steeped in that. And he inherits his mansion. And he goes there and he's, uh, he starts seeing what are, I call the reruns. And these are holographic figures of old movie stars that are just kind of populating Hollywood. They're flying around everywhere and doing their thing, and uh, and he can, and he, and they don't interact with anybody, but they interact with him. So you know, at one point oh, wow. he has some there's like the fight sex too, in, in a way. They're not ghosts, but they're like holograms. Talk, you know, talking about yeah, the yeah. So it's He's the only so one that's yeah. It's a way, it's two of my favorite interests to meet each other. The conspiracy That's stuff cool. and the really far out conspiracy stuff with the golden age of Hollywood. So I kind of, you know, so I, I don't know. I, I love it. Maybe do it's what just I can make this happen. So I'm not that, that would be fun to draw. That would really be fun to draw. <laughs> That'd be great. Grab yeah, well, a novel I, and a series of some kind. That's I, awesome. I, I think I just think that the idea of I don't know how you could, you know, with the images of real stars, what you would do, like having on screen, but I think it would be really cool. Maybe it had to be done in cartoon form or something, but if you had their, these images of these big stars, you know, because the, the, I begin it with, like, some of them are actually, they're referring to, you know, him coming to town, and it, you, you, I just kind of leave it out there, like, you know, that something's planned, you know, you don't even know what it is, really, but, you know, like, uh, Barbara Stanwyck and Cary Grant, you know, my favorites that are, they, you know, there, and uh, he meets a bunch of them. He, at one point, he has some kind of sex with an electronic already young, you know, which is, you know, it's too much that kind of thing. So uh, it's, um, and he's, and he's his name. And, uh, yes, 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 it is, Bob, obviously, yes. Uh, well, but uh, so I don't know. That's that. It's, I put everything I had into it. And, uh, you know, I, and actually, a lot of the tidbits in bar, on Bard Fame, I had to go back and forth because I have a lot of those tidbits in this book, the simulators. Wow. I had to kind of save wow. some exclusives for the simulators, you know, because it's it's true. Most of it's true, but I, you know, I exaggerate stuff too, and I make up a lot of crazy yeah, stuff. Just, too. Even the title it lends itself to like an IP, like for a different thing, many different things, you know, like a Matrix kind of title, you know. That's awesome. I think so. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I checked and there's there's no other simulators out there. When I, I checked for it, there's nothing else that was titled that. So I, I don't know. I'm proud of it, but, you know, my tastes are not always the same. shall see the way to shall see the way to Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah. I, I know it won't be for you failing to try it. I, I appreciate all your efforts. Chris has been tweeting out every 
celebrity in the universe telling me, asking him if they if they know about Don Jeffries. <laughs> well, I'm trying to get Tim it? Dillon to like do something there because he did mention you on Rogan. No, and Tim, Tim Dillon too. Tim, Tim Dillon, uh, his people got back to me. I didn't tell you that. Did? His people got back to oh, me. Wow. Yeah, so that he he does. Yeah, apparently he likes me. And uh, so you might be on there. Maybe, but he said he was real busy, and I think I think I got to go back and look at the email again when they said the, or they're going to contact me or something. Yeah, he sounded like he wanted to do it down the road, but he I was pushing on that. I was like, "Come on, man! Like, oh, that's awesome!" Yeah, oh yeah, man, so that, that, that'd be pretty good. Because Chris Chris claims that uh, Dylan mentioned hidden history to. Uh, I just say I find it hard to believe. I, that Joe, I Joe, can't find the Joe, clip, so it doesn't help me. So, that Joe, yeah. that Joe Rogan, he mentioned it to him, and that Joe Rogan apparently oh, yeah, knows yeah. about history. So, Joe Rogan knows a lot more than he lets on. Even Alex Jones would like call him out on that too, and be like, "You already know this. I have the documents. You have the documents too." <laughs> like he would like call him out. He'd be like, "I know, I know, but I just want yeah, you to yeah. explain it." You know, and you would get in trouble. You know, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that's all. Good but for you. So we, well, I appreciate it. And again, you guys have been so helpful. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, and we only have like three minutes left. So I want to hey, give Bob. each of you, each of you, Bob, you, you, you've been kind of shut out here for the last couple of minutes. So give you, give you a minute or so to promote what you want to promote, talk about, and get Peter and Chris that. Well, you don't have to ask me twice. Just tune in Sundays at 3 <laughs> Eastern to the Ocelli Network with the Ocelli Effect. And you can hear us do a lot of Beatles shows and and related shows, even things that delve into the 60s like JFK and RFK, and even newer things too. Don comes on often. That's on the Achelli Network. I'm looking through you. And while I have the attention of your two staffsmen here, these two talented guys, I just want to remind you if you could take a look. And if you can find uh, Jack Martin's son, it would be Jack Martin Jr. But who knows? Perhaps the uh, that's a diversion, and he's still going by Suggs, Edward Suggs. But he's a junior, so it's been How do you feel Suggs? S-U-G-G-S, Suggs. That's what I thought. All right. Thank you. Okay. And it's been fun coming on and talking to my buddy, Don. Usually we do this on the phone and nobody gets to hear it. And then, but this one's actually <laughs> recorded. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Great. Oh, Chris, Chris, what do you, what do you want to close with? And then we'll have Peter. Well, I'll just say that I, I guess the only thing I would have to plug, which because I'm a schmuck, I don't really have it. I'm not professionals like you guys, but I called it. I had a fantastic Jimmy James impression on the Ocelli effect last night for about 40 minutes where I was able to trick Chuck Ocelli for like a couple minutes. Um, yeah, there's that. And uh, Billy Ray Valentine wants to do a Kurt Cobain thing. So I'm just waiting back on him. Um, Very cool. Very cool. That's about it. So thank you. I appreciate uh, you having me on. Oh, it's great. I appreciate everything you do for me. Peter. I'm glad we did this. This came out a lot better than I thought. I, I really enjoyed myself. I, I didn't, I, I'm, I, I did two hours went by. Like, like, I don't know. I, I feel like we've been chatting for, uh, for like half an hour no. or something, but yeah. this came out real well. And, uh, you know, if, if we all want to do it again sometime, I, I would be down for it. Um, cool. I, uh, yeah, I've just, I've had a great time and, uh, yeah, I can't wait for your book, Don. I, I just can't wait oh, to see I what you've done with it. What's that? Yeah. Comic yeah. books. I want to talk with the two of you guys or even Bob. Or Tony. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll so talk comics. I don't think most do people that. know, but I, I do, I do comics as well. So That's well, awesome. yeah, he's a great that, artist. Uh, yeah, promote your promote your because you're you're at these comic cons and anything. What do you have? Because you're yeah. you're really getting quite a career going there, Peter. What do you what do you can you promote anything there? 
Um, well, let's see. I, up, upcoming uh, next convention is uh, Powerhouse Comic Con. It's in May. It's going to be in oh crap! It's somewhere in the South Bay. I've got I've got like uh, three months of just conventions, and you know I'm selling artwork, selling books. Uh, I started bringing uh, copies of uh, Von Borrowed Fame to my conventions uh, to sell those. Um, Great. Yeah, I, I usually do posters it. and stuff. Well, it's great. I and I, yeah, I'm so glad you it got you guys on the air again. I owe all of you so much because you you've done a lot to help me. You've been so supportive, and I, I really appreciate it. I'm glad we had this discussion. We'll have to do it again. And Tony, thanks for producing it. Everybody out there, I'm sorry. The chat room, Tony. I was too incompetent to find the chat room and comment on it, but you know I love you. Thanks everybody for listening. It's to honor to be here. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Don. All right, Tony. Thank Chris. You. Thanks, Bob. guys. Okay. Thank you. See you later.